Hello and welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman. Now in today's episode, we're going to be continuing our new reader series where we sit down to talk to friends who have never read Invincible before and we follow along as they experience it for the first time. So joining me as always for this is Liz. Hi. And Brittany. Hello. It has been a long time. Yes, it has. It's been a while. Now, we sat down to record uh, the volume eight like a little over two months ago. Was it before Christmas? No. Maybe shortly after. I think it was shortly after. Yeah. Right? I, think, I think it was after. What have you been up to? Nothing. <laughs> you just got back from vacation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Florida for two weeks. Mm-hmm. In you the look, old you're camper. Look, you're looking a little tan. I do. You do look tan. Little, uh-huh. tan. It's the freckles. It's, oh, God, they all come out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, that's honestly that's about Irish. it. B- Billy turned 30, so. Yeah. We're going to all go out tomorrow. Speaking of uh, birthdays, we turned one year old. The podcast turned a year hey! old. Hey! Yeah. So in between, you know, last episode and this episode, um, we crossed our one year mark, and so we've officially been doing this for one year. That's pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah. So happy birthday to us. <laughs> so uh, that being said, thanks again to all of our listeners. Like that's kind of awesome that you know people have stuck around for a year. I mean, we've said it before that we'd still be doing this even if like nobody was really listening, but. Um, we seem to have found a little group of people that like to, you know, listen to us every week, and we appreciate that a lot. Um, a lot has happened in this year. This is, uh, since we started this, they announced the end of Invincible, which is, you know, kind of shitty that, you know, we start a podcast and then they <laughs> announce the end, but uh, it's still it was still very exciting to be doing the podcast when they announced that. Um, we've got to sit down and, you know, interview Ryan Otley and chat with him for a while we've met a lot of fans of invincible and gotten a chance to talk to them and get to know them better they've come out with action figures i mean there's a lot of cool stuff going on with invincible right now and we've got another year you know of it at least so uh that's gonna be fun too i mean it's gonna be a really fun year so uh remember if you want to you can email us at the invincible podcast at gmail.com you can find us on facebook you can find us on twitter um, leave us a review over on iTunes. Uh, we're also on Google Play if you have an Android. Uh, other than that, um, not too much as far as news. I want to give a shout out to the Invincible Fans Facebook page. Uh, I think it's Invincible Fans. Uh, go over there because they extended their contest that they're doing. They're doing a really cool contest all about the, uh, you know, predicting who's going to die in the end, uh, before the end of Invincible. They've got some amazing prizes over there, some original art, um, some Kirkman autographed action figures, um, a lot of great stuff. So definitely go over to that, check them out, uh, and I think we're ready to go. We're about to jump right into New Reader Volume 9. Now, Volume 9 of Invincible, this is the hardcover collection. Um, this is issues 97 to 108. Um, now, since we, since we, you know, did the last one, that was, you know, a couple months ago, do you remember? I know we're going to, re- you know, kind of refresh our memories as we go along. Do you remember liking this one? The one that we're reading? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I like this one. Yeah, it just gets more into depth of, of the story. Mm-hmm. This one got pretty intense. <laughs> it sets up some really cool storylines that have been brewing. Um, so, kind of a quick previously on uh in volume eight the major things that happened was the flax on dimension 
you know, with uh, Robot and Monster Girl getting stranded mm-hmm. there, um, Robot becoming ruler of the Flaxons, uh, Mark lost his powers because of the scourge virus, virus mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. you know, got blasted in his face from Oliver, and Zandal, who is kind of taken on the costume of Invincible. Uh, oh, Bulletproof. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bulletproof. Yep. Uh, kind of, you know, walked in the door after helping that fight with the Flaxons and uh, was talking out loud to his girlfriend and, you know, didn't realize his parents were in the room. So he kind of blurted out because his parents are under the impression that, his you know, twin. his twin is invincible, is the superhero. Um, so this that's actually where, you know, issue 97 starts off. And I love the cover of issue 97. It's a very cool cover. Uh, it's it's bulletproof, like looking at a blood splattered wall, um, but it's him in the invincible costume, looking at himself in the bulletproof costume. Yeah. Like I just thought that was kind of cool because this one has a lot to do with, you know, his inner demons and everything, you know, going on. Yeah, he's helping, and the yeah. fact that he has a twin. Like it, it kind of there's a lot playing into this cover. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. So. Um, but like we said, he walks in and he decides to tell his parents the truth, you know, what actually happened with his brother and why he's been, you know, kind of living this dual life, pretending to be his twin brother. And it was because, well, his brother was the smart one, the one who was the, you know, genius, I guess you could say. Yeah, the one who built things. Yeah, and he was the artist. So there yeah. was these two, you know, Zandal was the artist and his brother was the, uh, was the you know, the scientist. And his brother became obsessed with superpowers and, you know, all the superheroes in the world and decided to try and make one. Yeah. Straight up kidnapped his brother. Like, I'm going to do experiments on you. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool concept because, I mean, he basically has a guinea pig that is the, his exactly. identity, yeah, yeah. his DNA and everything. It's like, genius. So, yeah. But it goes wrong. The experiment that he tried to do on his kidnapped twin brother, Zandal, uh, failed in the sense that it, you know, it destroyed everything around Zandal. You know, it gave Zandal the powers, but it killed himself in return. Um, and he just, you know, he, you know, that's how he became bulletproof. And he couldn't go back to, you know. Yeah. Well, I love that scene, too, just of his, like, brother's body just, like, standing there. And he touches it. All the ashes just crumble. Yep. Like, I really like that imagery. And, yeah, the fact that he takes on... The dual identity of his brother just to get his parents' affection because yes, he's right. always been like, you know, the right. outcast twin. For one, I can, can you, relate. Yeah, I was like, can you relate to this? <laughs> oh, yeah, Brittany is a twin. <laughs> Me and I'm a twin, and my sister, you know, she's the one with the straight A's and everything. Yeah, I can totally relate to that one. Interesting. I just got through high school, and she, she did it all. Really? So. Yeah, so I thought that was a. a a really cool origin for him. I mean, to kind of be doing this just to get their affection. And, you know, meanwhile, he's out, you know, being this superhero, saving the world. Uh, he's also portraying, you know, this artist that his parents don't care about and um, who they just, you know, they don't don't, don't think much of him. So, no. um This destroyed me. Like, this, this origin story. Yeah. Like, I just felt so bad for him. And, like... I didn't have a really big connection with Bulletproof or, like, feel one. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when you get to know someone more, you're like... Yeah, it's almost like Rex, where uh-huh. it's like, you don't care too much about Rex, you think he's an asshole, and then they go and give him a, a sob oh, story background. Rex, it's okay, like, oh. yeah. Well, yeah, same for him, like, and then when he finally, like, 
gets it out to his parents of, this is what's happened. I've been hiding it for years and years. Like, their reaction, basically, they call him a murderer. Yeah. Like, they do. They're yeah. like, it's your fault. Yeah. I'm real, like, uh, what right just be- happened? Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, real quick, before, uh, when they're still going through the flashbacks or anything like that, when Zandal's going to see a movie with his parents, the movie is Sea Bear vs. Grizzly Shark, which is a... Uh, hey, Grizzly Shark. Yeah, which is a Robert, or a Robert uh, Ryan Otley comic that he did, which is awesome. A little nod in there. But yeah, yeah. He, he tells his parents this story and he basically says his brother was evil. And he's they're, they're like, they refuse to believe it Absolutely. at first. They're like, no, no, what did you do? No, you, you must have killed him. That you must have killed so him. They're so angry. Mm-hmm. I know, that Carl Winslow yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then this is where it kind of takes a little bit of a turn. Okay, so first of all, I was, when I was first reading this, I was with a student that I tutor. And because she was working on work, so I was yeah. like, okay, we're going to read Invincible. And I went, ooh! And she like, looked up at me, I'm like, I'm sorry, it's a good part. And you're like, I can't show you. <laughs> well, she's 16, so she oh, was okay. a yeah. yeah, so I, yeah, Carla gets a frying pan. I was not expecting that. I, I exactly. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Got, she got crazy and bashed Xandal's mom in the head. Well, because Zand- right before, like, Xandal's mom is saying, uh, like, we'll see you fry for this. You're going to jail. Like, you're going to, like... Yeah, she was attacking him. Like, we're calling the police. Like, you're done. Yeah. And, I mean, I get it. It's a still a little excessive of Carla, but, damn. Mm-hmm. I mean... <laughs> he did say Carla's good for him, so, yeah. you know, she's defending her man. Yeah. And then his dad goes off and uh, attacks Carla, punches Carla. Did you, did you notice the mom's name? What was it? Harriet. Wasn't it Harriet and Carl Winslow? Was Family it? Matters, yeah, or? wasn't was it? Was it really? I'm pretty sure the mom's name was Harriet. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I said. He looks like Carl Winslow. And I know in the very beginning they did the Winslow for yeah, the you're principal right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. Nice catch. That's cool. But yeah, so Winslow uh, <laughs> starts uh, choking Carla, yelling he's going to kill her. And Zandel goes to pull his dad off of Carla. And in turn, it, it looks almost as though he just, like, kind of breaks his neck. Oh, yeah. Pulls mm-hmm. it, stretches his neck or something. Right, because blood just comes shooting out of his mouth. Like, he's done. Yeah. Yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't sure how, how I felt about his whole story. Yeah. It was just like, I don't know. Well, it happened really fast. Right, and I, it just, yeah, I didn't like it. Which is just, like, accentuated by this next page, which is just four <laughs> panels. And it's just like, put him in the car, throw the car off the cliff. Funeral scene, yep. yep, and then them sitting there at the table with the frying pan and the garbage, just kind of like I didn't catch that. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, and it's like done, and and then to go from that to you turn the page to the splash page of Philip Schaaf, the creator of Science Dog, at uh, at a convention, saying, and I quote, heavy-handed, jarring, overly dark. Hell, out of place even? All of the above. I completely agree. Like, yeah, I, mean, I know. It's, 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 yeah. it's being very it's self-aware. It's satire. It's hysterical. Yeah. So I love that. I mean, uh, and I love any time that Mark talks to the creator of Science Dog. And uh, it's it's a great opportunity for Kirkman to be very self-aware and kind of third person a little bit. And, yeah. Yeah. And I like that his shirt looks like it says zombies suck. You know? Yes, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So... But yeah, pretty great. Mark's upset that, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, Philip Schaefer doesn't remember him, and they talk a little bit about how it's a little ridiculous to have 15 variant covers leading up to issue 100. I was and laughing all this hysterically kind of stuff. at yeah, this. Like you said, it's a reflective, yeah. like... Very cool, though. Can't do this to, to avid collectors. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked, um... Uh, remember, Mark doesn't have his power, so Eve is flying him away from the convention, like, in a little box. And then there was Michonne. Yeah, M- Michonne, um... With a zombie uh, Princess Leia yeah. behind her. So, and uh, now this is the first we've seen of Nolan on the next page here. This is the first we've seen of him since him and Alan fought. Right. Because mm-hmm. they, you know, there was the whole disagreement about whether or not to use the scourge virus. And uh, uh, he was put in prison, but just kind of like to contain him. But Alan apologizes, lets him out, you know. And- right, because he realized, like, what he did, which yeah. again is, I mean, Alan's a good guy, so I'm, I'm glad that he let him out and things are, he's smoothing things over slowly. Yeah. I mean, Nolan's pissed because he doesn't know what's going on. He didn't know that Mark got sprayed with the virus, so Alan knows all of that. So, um, you know, Nolan's concerned, obviously. Uh, and then there's little Oliver in the background, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. So, Alan sends, you know, basically asks Nolan to, you know, go check up on the, you know, the situation of the Voltramites on Earth. Right. Because they have no idea. Well, they know that they're obviously planning something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not to be trusted. So, like, they need to yeah, figure this out. Last we knew, they are just living among them. We don't know what the deal is. Right. But the one showed... That he cared about someone. I remember yes, that. because he had some wives. The one with the patch. Yeah, was that? That was last... Cause they oh, were, like, that didn't on... happen yet. No, 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 they were sitting on a bench. This was pretty... Uh, this... that, that was uh, uh, Anissa sitting on a bench and guys were like, you know... Yeah, but there was something that, that happened that were like, do, mm-hmm. you, do we think that they're going to have... Oh, okay. Oh, so we did no, talk about you are that. right, you are right, because he helped um, during the fight with the Flaxons in Paris or something like that, and uh, Thrag yelled at him, he's like, why were you helping them? And he's like, well, I have, one of my wives lives there. Right, You're right. right, I forgot about that. Yeah. You're right. So, very cool, and, uh, but we, I mean, but Alan and Thrag don't know that, or Alan and Nolan don't know that yet. Right. So, Alan and Debbie leave Oliver on Telescrio with Alan, uh, and they head to Earth. <laughs> and this last scene, we get a sex scene with Eve and Mark, and uh, Mark <laughs> freaks out. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening at that point. I really didn't. I yeah. was kind of like, what, what is he doing? Yeah, yeah. I was like, it was just his face alone. I was like, I was thinking like Eve was transforming or yeah. something like weird. But then I, I love it. After you turn the page, oh, yeah, the next panel, full panel of Mark. Is back. <laughs> yeah, I've got my powers back, baby. Woohoo! Yep. And that's how 97 ends. So, issue 98. Now, uh, you'll notice a little tag on the top um, of this says, The Death of Everyone, Part 1 of 3. This was the beginning of uh, a, a little arc they called The Death of Everyone. Okay. And, uh, you'll, you know, you know why. But uh, the cover, Mark and Zandel, you know, both in their invincible costumes, uh, that's right where this issue starts off, you know, with them both of them talking, talking to each other yeah. and Mark basically saying, 
you know what? Go ahead and keep the costume. Thanks Mm -hmm. for helping. They call me Invincible Boy now anyways. (laughs) You know, so. Which is terrible. Yep. And uh, we find out, uh, Mark goes to see Dinosaurus. And Dinosaurus has been up to something. He, last time we saw him in the last volume, Mark basically says, I got to check on him. And we get this splash page of him, like, tinkering away. Right. So we find out what Dinosaurus has been up to. He has done something to LA to LA and Mark is freaking out and he's like where 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 you know is it everyone like who what have you done and dinosaurs basically says you're too late and Mark takes off and if you look at the I don't know if you caught this the first time because I definitely didn't uh after Mark dashes away dinosaur says you're too late and he says I'm truly sorry it came to this my friend and he's walking into a, a room and you can see in a tank there's a, like a body in a tank. Oh. And I did not catch that the first time I read yeah. this. So that's a little foreshadowing as to what dinosaurs has planned. Yeah. So kind of neat. And then a splash page of Angstrom Levy. I know. He just doesn't die. Nope. <laughs> well, more on that later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's yelling, I must have my revenge. I've waited long enough. And then, I'm like, just give it up, yeah. man. Yes. Like, just let it go. It wasn't even his fault. <laughs> Which is what's great about what happens in this volume. Oh, yes. They yes, touch yes, on yes. that. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so the technicians are there. And they, you know, last time we saw him um, was issue 60, I believe, when all the other Universe Invincibles, uh, he, he brought them all to attack Earth. And he sent them all, because they were disobeying him, back to that desert dimension. Yeah. And... You know, Oliver was pleading with Mark. He's like, kill him, kill him, you know? And Mark, like, decides to. You could see it in his eyes. He decides to kill him. But Angstrom escapes, you know? He gets his arm cut off through the portal. And the technicians said, no, you know, you work for us now. Right. And so we find out here that Angstrom says, he's like, I've transformed your world. I've provided you with, you know, a population who worships you as gods. You have limitless resources. Um... you know what more do you need from yeah, me? Yeah, what what do you need? And they're like, nothing. You're free. You can go. Ding ding, he's ready. Yep. <laughs> so Mark, meanwhile, is flying all over LA trying to find this bomb. He's assuming it's another bomb, which he finds one. And, you know, they teleport robot in to start diffusing it. And they're trying to figure out what it is, and he's trying to find more of them. And we get all, you know, all the other guardians come in and it's it starts shaking and going off and everything like that. And Dinosaurus shows up and he starts fighting with Mark again and basically tells him that, you know, you, you should be, you should have been smart enough to know this was a distraction. You know, this oh isn't, gosh, yes. this isn't the real threat. And he's like, you need to take a closer look. And, you know, they fly up into the sky and it shows. Now, what is that? Is that Greenland? Iceland? I don't know. Somewhere. It's somewhere north of Canada. It looks like Greenland and the, the small Iceland right there. Or vice versa. I get it mixed up. Um, but anyways, there's yeah, bombs right. planted all over that. And basically it's showing that he's planted boom, 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 bombs boom, boom, boom. all over ice caps. Yep. And he's destroyed all these ice caps, which is going to t- cause this massive tidal wave. And Mark's, you know, obviously shocked. He's saying, oh God. Right. And he it, knows there's nothing. Yep. And, th- and then this was one of my favorite... Yeah, panels. When I turn the page and you just see the destruction of all the different cities around the world. You know, there's Paris, there's New York, um, Do Tokyo. Do you know what this first one is? 
with the palm trees and that tri- kind of angular triangle kind of building. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that one is. But yeah. Yeah. So okay. there's that. Uh, yeah, New York, Paris. Yeah, Australia. It's, 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 it's hitting everywhere. Angular. Yeah, and all you see is just people drowning, getting caught up in this. And it's buildings high, so you know that it's just... Yeah. And mass, these are all... It's mass destruction. Yep, and these are all coastal cities, which comes into play with what, you know... Well, and that's where the most population is... You know, you think about how many people live in New York mm-hmm. or, you know, Tokyo. It's just, it's crazy. Yep. So, Mark, you know, full page spread just says you're killing everyone. So. Um, and you guys had to end with this. Oh, my gosh. We had to end with this. Like, <laughs> this was, this, and, and again, this is leading up to issue 100. This is a big, like, this is you a know, big deal. Yeah, yeah. We knew something was coming. You know what's funny is, like, I knew... Issue 100 was going to be, like, a big one, but when I was reading it, it I, just, didn't, yeah. I didn't think about it because I had instant access to mm-hmm. it. That's right. So I don't think it played out as big as it, it did for you guys, yeah. but it was... And for an, months even before this, they were teasing the death of everyone. The death of everyone. They had all this artwork that showed, like, all of them, like, basically dying or dead. And so we're like, oh, boy, something huge is coming. And uh, for that page to end with Mark saying, you're killing everyone. And at the time, we're like, who's going to die? Is somebody going to die? And then here's issue 99 with an awesome cover of Mark fighting dinosaurs with the bodies of everybody at his feet. Yeah. And then the first thing Dinosaur says is, this isn't the death of everyone. Right. Again, it's kind of Kirkman playing into it being like, listen, this is... It's just death of some. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And a lot. And it's not even... There really aren't even like major character deaths in this. It's just more, you know, impactful than that. So... This issue is special because it is only splash pages. It is only single full page. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Uh, very fun, you know. And uh, so it's interesting because it probably won't take us long to talk about this one because, you know, it's pretty quick read, but it's gorgeous. The art in it is amazing. Um, I wonder this, how much longer or if this took longer or if each individual panel takes longer. Yeah. Yeah, these are pretty detailed. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you're doing more detail for for more panels. It's interesting. That's yeah. a good question for Ryan. So, the uh, they continue to fight. Robot and the Guardians are trying to come up with a plan to, uh, you know... Fix this yeah. water issue. Figure, like... figure, figure out what to do. Meanwhile, you know, Robot, obviously in his command center, is sending and controlling all the Guardians everywhere. Right. You know. It's like, they've got this place covered, this one, this one. I've connected with them. Yep. You know, I'm sending more, I call them as drones. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So he's sending all of them, um, getting people up to higher levels. And mm-hmm. then he's like, got to hatch a little plan of how they're actually going to handle this because... The water is staying. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. And some more amazing pages of Invincible and Dinosaurs fighting. And him, Dinosaurs basically saying, like, you know, you know, this is true. This is, it seems horrible now, but these deaths are inconsequential. Like, this is going to help. This is going to make things better. And they're just beating the shit out of each other. And, um... Yeah, I, re- I mean, I really like Dinosaurus. I... At first, I was kind of like, eh, about him, mm-hmm. but I feel like he's shaping up to be a good villain Yeah, in, in yeah. a sense of, you know, of course, everyone always thinks, 
what I'm doing is right. The scourge virus, I'm doing what's right. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's a constant play throughout these graphic novels. And I just, no matter what, he's trying to justify what he's doing. And, you know, Mark's just not having any of it. So yeah. it's just, I don't know. I like that Mark is as strong-willed as he is. Mm-hmm. And a good guy. Yeah. Like, tr- like, through and through. No matter what he does, he's always tries to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's great that you brought that up because that comes into play soon with this conversation with Cecil. But, um, but yeah, so they continue to fight. We get an awesome shot of Thrag basically telling all the Voltramites, don't help. Stay, stay out of it. Stay out of it. And you get this, you know, uh, we get, you know, threat, um, what's his name? General Craig, I think it is, in the foreground, the one with the eye patch, kind of looking off to the side, disappointed, because like you guys said... Yep. Mm-hmm. He's got, oh, yeah, like, look at his got, face. He's yeah. like, yeah, fucking right. <laughs> yeah. He's not happy about he's it. He's going to be a good guy. I know. <laughs> so, so uh, they continue to fight. There's giant splash pages of them fighting, and we get this, uh, a, a, like, a news helicopter um, yeah. tracking them. And we... The, this this entire building crumbles down on top of uh, well, dinosaurs I, and Mark. Well, honestly, like, and at this point, too, I even said to myself, I was like, where did Mark's clothes go? Why is he naked? Like, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah, they were, the last time we see him, he's got his, like, you know, claws, like, shredding it, and then the building crashes down, so I don't think I considered it too much. <clears throat> like, maybe I just assumed a rubble ripped it off or... Yeah. I mean, like, I, I did. I went back and forth, and I was like, why is he wearing no clothes? Like, it did stand out to me, and obviously later it becomes clear why, but mm-hmm. that is something that I noticed, and I was like, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, no, I just assumed it was from fighting. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, he doesn't even have any underwear on. He's, oh, like, yeah, legit <laughs> naked. <laughs> so, yeah, and it, it 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 ends with dinosaurs saying that, you know, you have to die. This is This is the only way I see now that you've got to die. And he's squeezing Mark's head. So now again, now you have to wait a month to find out what happens. <laughs> uh, it was exciting. But nonetheless, though, I mean, it is exciting uh, having to wait. But part of me knew, you, you end it like that, part of me knew that they were going to start the next one with just squish. And they do. Yeah. So issue 100. And again, there were like 15 variant covers for this. But I love the cover they choose to put in the um, volumes. Uh and it's just, you know, Mark with all the heads behind him of all of the characters. And it's a very, you know, commemorative looking cover. Right. And, uh, you know. He's looking tried and true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but honestly, when I, when I first heard this, I was, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Like, I was literally in shock. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. What did you think when you turned the page? Well, I knew it wasn't over. Yeah. But I, I honestly didn't know where it was going to go from here. Yeah, because, I mean, you guys know that the series is still going. Right. But, so it's a, you're in an interesting position where it's more of a what's going to happen like or how do they what, get out of this. Yeah. Yeah, well, because, you know, like, they're obviously super strong. So, But I was thinking there's no, no coming back from that. And then when I turned the page and there's the scene of a Dinosaurus literally ripping Mark in half. Like long ways. Like long ways. Like... From neck all the way down his torso, like the ribs are exposed, oh. his brain, his eyeballs are everywhere, and that's like there's no coming no, back from I, that. No. Like 
And I was so confused. I was like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Um, so then even like there's the newscasters and they're kind of just sitting there like deer in a headlight. Yeah. What like, just happened? Are yes. we are we showing this live? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my god, yes we are. Yeah. And that was just and then when you turn the page there's... I loved this. Yeah. Isn't that cool? With there's... everyone's face in just there's yeah. all these boxes. Yeah, and it's because just everyone's everybody's expression. sitting here watching this live and really happen, and it's just yeah, everybody. And I didn't know who this one little one? Old, old guy was. Like this guy Wasn't down here. Was he from here? the very beginning, oh, like yeah, in the tunnel or whatever? That's um, uh, Doc Seismic. Doc Seismic. Yeah. Oh, okay. you know if you saw him, it's yeah, just yes, just yes. his face. It doesn't really look. Yeah, like it looked a little odd to me. I was like, hmm, he looked I think, menacing. Yeah, my, I'm yeah, pretty sure are... my face looked just like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. And yeah. I was, what stood out to me is how shocked Rex looked. You know, like so. Then that's when I saw this. I was like, so there's not something going on. Going on like this is real because mm-hmm. everybody's reacting. Yeah, even like even this. Rex, who's insanely smart is shocked exactly. I, like, I like that they threw that powerplex you know in there so power even powerplex is like oh right you know uh, but wolfman it's cool yeah. it's a great shot so, but they don't keep you waiting for long no they don't they don't which is great i'm glad it wasn't like a you know wait till three issues yeah. what happened to them yeah but you know, even this i was like is this an afterlife like i still wasn't mm. clear mm-hmm. um because then it shows mark like just completely surrounded by black and asking, like, you know, where am I? What's going on? Until all of a sudden he hears a voice that says, hello, Mark Grayson. So I instantly thought it was Angstrom Levy. Oh, cool. Like, somehow, like somehow he, he pulled him, he pulled him through. Or, or, yeah. The whole killing thing, I just kind Your of Your brain aside. just goes like a million. I'm like, <laughs> he's in heaven. <laughs> He's getting greeted at the pearly white gate. I was just going to say, you, you're doing a good job. You can go back now. Yeah, there's going to be like this whole supernatural <laughs> twist where... Yeah, but I was kind of like, you know, what's what's going on with that? And then I was also thinking, oh, is this the shadow world? Like where... You're so smart, Liz. Like that's another good idea from Dark... Dark yeah. Darkwing, I think it Darkwing, was. Darkwing, yeah. Yeah. Where and they... he pulled people into the shadow world. Yeah. So then nope, I was like, maybe that's another he went good... there. Yeah, was... Nope. That is not how my brain works. <laughs> I never, I never, I don't think, it was funny because while you're saying like we're coming up with different theories of what could happen, I thought to myself, oh, it could be the Shadowverse or Shadow World or whatever it was called. And I don't think I've ever thought that before. And you thought of that, which is really cool. Yeah. Good so catch. I, I, I was very intrigued as to what was happening. And then it like moves on to the aftermath of... You know, the team's still trying to clean up after this big seismic event. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just goes through and shows different people, you know, trying to survive. They're coming out to get food, and they're asking Rex, you know, like, have you figured something out yet? And then the next panel just shows him, you know, we're working as fast as we can. I've got something that's going to work. Yeah. And, you know, you see this big metal, I don't know, round-shaped thing. And mm-hmm. I just, like, I saw... All the um, up there, you see all the gold in there. I was like, are those all robots working? Oh, those are people, yeah. Yeah. So that's how big that is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he has hundreds of these robots. Right. So. And then I was trying to. Th- it was that like, what's Paul's name? Yeah, you're right. I was just thinking of that that's that... it's Paul and um, not multiple. Yeah. No, it's um, I think it, it was his name Paul. It was the thief. Who I could ended up work- they were on the right, the little writing thing that they were yeah, not those, back in. Not those two. Oh. That's um, Dropkick and Fightmaster. They oh, went okay. in the future. Yeah. It's not them. This is um, D.A. Sinclair and the guy that he's working with. 
Okay. The guy, remember Gravy Tater? You know, he has that gun. Um, Mark was like, why the hell did you sell your tech to a, oh, a yeah. robber? Okay. And he said, here, instead of you going to jail, I know who you can work with. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I think that's those two in the background. Yeah, because he does say, like, you know, get D.A. Sinclair so they can work together and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then it quickly goes back to, you know, showing Mark still in this this dark world until he recognizes the voice that it's Dinosaurus. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, where are you? What's going on? Yeah. I'm it, still confused yeah. at this point. Well, yeah, of course. Well, the next page, it cuts to Mark basically laid out on an operating table and Dinosaurus standing there. Yeah, and then I was, and then I was trying to think, was all of this... Fake. Real, like the yeah. fight and everything was even that real, right? And I was, yeah, so I was kind of like trying to figure that all out. And then, um, I thought it was pretty interesting that Dinosaurus was telling him how they found a weak spot, it's the ears. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only like he's giving really valuable information, and I hope that this comes into play later mm-hmm. when they're fighting because they're obviously gonna like still whatever be fighting. fight, like whoever, yeah, when whatever. Yeah. You hope when that when Thrag is coming coming around doing whatever he's doing, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I really hope. I agree that... with you with that stance. Like, I hope they do talk more about that weakness because we got a little bit of that with, from Robot um, back in. No, not Robot. Issue fifty. Cecil. Cecil uses it on Mark. Yeah, and he implants, he, pre- he implants yeah. something. Oh yeah, he implants something, and he says that it kind of messes with his. Mm-hmm. He couldn't fly <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then at the end of the volume, we get more of that too. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's been, it has, right. it's been yeah. teased but, and it goes around. But it is around. a major weakness. Like that is his weakness essentially. So. Yeah. So if they could get this big sound wave going out, you know, mm-hmm. like they would drop like flies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I really like that, that he was giving that information and then he was just talking about, you know, what he's actually doing to him and how he pulled off yeah. his little stunt. With, with the teleportation while the building was collapsing. I was like, that's so smart. Yeah, he cloned him, yep. swapped the bodies, and like he knew how to do this because he studied him while he was trying to cure him from the right, scourge he, virus. He was able to get into their files or something. Um, so he's like, I know a lot more about you than you probably yeah, even know. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And so then he just... <laughs> Then I think, why does he, he doesn't bring him out yet, but. Not yet. We get uh, a page of the immortal who basically, you know, at oh. home with the kids and duplicate, <laughs> he basically comes out of retirement. He's like, they need me. I got to go help. I know. It was kind of like he asked for permission and then she's <laughs> like, you're right. You know, you have to go. Um, but I mean, it's not like she can't just duplicate herself for yeah, help. Yeah. So it's. it's well, I wonder if deal. that like splits her concentration in a, a, a little bit or if like if there's any reason why she couldn't and maybe she's you know she just wants to be a, a mom. She doesn't oh, want yeah. to bother. But you're right. Who knows? Oh yeah. Well I just mean like with him going like oh, I yeah. get it but. Yeah. Yeah and then it keeps going. Um, So we see Angstrom again. Mm-hmm. So he finally he's like he finally gets to go back home and he <laughs> teleports back and he's underwater. I know. And I, I love his face in this picture of like what is happening? Mm-hmm. And then he gets out and then he's trying to figure it out so he pulls up the news feed and that's where they announce that Invincible is dead. Yeah. So Dinosaur's plan works. Like he's saying, "Oh yeah, he said I've I've freed you." You yes. don't have to be a hero anymore. That's right. He said, I basically made you a martyr. He yes. calls him a martyr. He says, yes. because the world can see that, you know, I killed you. You were trying to help me. Now you are free to help me, you know, behind the scenes. And we can actually do things for real. We yes. can do it right. 
That's what it was. And I love I love Angstrom's face of just like he doesn't know how to feel about this. It's something he's been so focused on for so long. Yeah. This is what he's obsessed over. over. This is his goal. You right. Know? And he's he's done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely done. Um and then we go back to Dinosaurus bringing um or still talking to Invincible while he's in his little coma mm-hmm. and just talking about his plan. Um and, like, that's where he tells him that, you know, now you're free to help me. And then Mark basically lays into him saying, you think you've saved us. You think you've saved everyone by killing all those people. But all you've done is delayed the inevitable. Right. Like, you're not still, teaching us. Yes. You're not changing us. Like, yes. it's still It's still it's going still to happen. happen. You failed. You did this. You, all these anything, people died for nothing. Yeah, maybe you killed someone that could have helped us or could have changed oh, things. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, that's... You've just, you've messed up big time. And, and I like what Mark says here. He says, you know, uh, all this time, I think I, I was trying to convince myself that I hadn't turned, hadn't lost sight of who I was, hadn't become the bad guy in my own story. Well, newsflash here, we are. We are the bad guys. He, you know, he's he's saying that, you know, they've, they've, they've crossed the line. Like, right. it, they've made a mistake that they're, you know, they're the bad guys. So, and that's when Dinosaurus wakes him up. Well, yeah, and this is when... I really felt like, okay, Dinosaurus can be reasoned with. Because when they were fighting and he just kept, like, pounding his idea and going and going and going, I like that he's reasonable enough to hear the other side mm-hmm. and not just be like, I'm right all yeah. the time. Yeah. I think that comes with the smarts. That's true. Oh, very true. He's hmm. a very intelligent guy. And then, I mean, it ends up coming to after their conversation of... You know, him agreeing with Mark and just saying, you know, you know what you have to do. You you have to kill me. Yeah. And like he says that. He says, you know, you have to kill me. And then it doesn't show anything. It just cuts I, away. I couldn't believe. Yeah. And then when I turned the page, I, you just show, it shows Mark walking out to this beautiful landscape. And he's like bloody. And it, yeah, he's got blood footprints following him all over his body. And I was like. He really sad. just killed him. Yeah. It is yeah. kind of sad. It's like he just he killed one of his friends. Now, this is something that is brought up. Uh, I've seen it brought up online and everything like that. And I completely forgot about it at the time. Dinosaurus turns into a guy. Remember that? Mm-hmm. When he, you know, like, and then when he, uh, he becomes indifferent or whatever, he turns into Dinosaurus. So, in a way, do you think this was wrong of Mark to kill him? Because there is a boy, and like a, a kid inside him that transforms. You know what I mean? It's an interesting topic that I don't, I don't think they ever really talk about in the comic. But, you know, somebody brought it up online asking whether or not that was fair of Mark to do. And it's a tough question. It's, it's hard because I feel like... I don't feel like he can really go back to the kid anymore. Like, yeah. he can, but he's mostly in this form. It, do, it did kind of seem like... But then the, it'll be just like last time where he was stuck in a cell. Exactly. And it's not... Like, I mean, the kid was a jerk anyways. Not that that makes it right, but you're right. He... he. It seemed as though the dinosaurus was the... He's the main he personality. The main yeah, yeah. That was... He was in control. Right. But, you know, nonetheless, I mean, it needs yeah, to be done. It's, it, it is. It's hard and... Again, it, I think it goes along with you're just going to be delaying the inevitable. If you don't kill him, you're right. it's just something bad is just going to happen again. He'll escape or be able to do something. Well, last time, I mean, didn't he like die and then like he we thought he was dead and then he came oh, back. Oh, when Thrag fucked him up. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I mean, 
Yeah, he kind of healed a little bit. Yeah, so... Or he reverted back to the boy, which healed enough for him to come back. Right. Yeah. So I think he did what he had to do. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Or else, I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. I know. Delaying the inevitable. (laughs) And then, oh yeah, and then Cecil comes out and is kind of just like, telling Mark, this is your fault. Mm -hmm. You know, all of these deaths are on you. And, you know, Mark knows it. He... He feels terrible about it. That was part of his argument with, you know, Dinosaurus of we have become the villains. Mm-hmm. And he even offers to, like, go to prison. He's, yeah. He's like, whatever his punishment's coming my way, I'm going to take it. But yep. that's so unfair of Cecil. Oh, right? Like, what, what do you mean by that? He's such an asshole. Like, <laughs> he's slithering uh, back in there. He is. It's like he hasn't caused enough problems already. I mean, he, he brought back... Um, What's Sinclair. This? Well, Sinclair, but uh, the other... Conquest. Oh, Conquest. Yeah. And uh. he didn't cause damage then? Like, that's just so unfair. Oh, well, no, I mean, and and Cecil knows that. He basically says, like, you know... I've worked with villains before. Yeah, he like, says the line. He says, I've worked just, with villains before. So, yeah, he basically offers Mark, like, the same deal. You work for me, just like last time. Earpiece, you call, you you know, I call, you come. Yeah. Which I was actually, I I was quite okay with that. I mean, I was okay accepting it, too. Because he he obviously wasn't doing well on his own. Right. And I, yeah. I know Mark does say later, like, it's the better of two evils. He, of course, can do more working for Cecil rather than being in prison. So, mm-hmm. again, it's like making that, that hard choice. He can, he can kind of, you know, pay his penance by by doing this. By doing good. Yeah. Exactly. He's doing, he's doing no good. He's not helping by being in prison. You yeah. Know, he knows that to be true. And that's, I mean, 50 issues. 50 issues ago, exactly, we were having this discussion about how Cecil's this terrible person who took, a, a like, D.A. Sinclair, who was turning people into monsters and testing on them, and he should be, be in prison. He's a villain. He's a bad guy. And, and, you know, and here we are. Mark's basically done the same thing. Yep. So this has kind of been this whole trajectory of Mark's story. And you know what's happened to him, but I, I still feel like Cecil's the worst. He is because, like, because in in any situation, he's he always has the upper hand. Yes, yeah, hate it. It's the government. I know. <laughs> Stick it to the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then like it keeps going where it, you know he tells Cecil how many or Cecil tells him how many people have killed, and it's almost a million, which I was kind of shocked. That actually yeah. died from this. Yeah, like I didn't know that. And then they show. Um, Rex's. The, the contraption that yeah. Rex made, which I thought was genius. Isn't that cool? Yeah, so they, he made, like, an artificial moon, which we Two know... Two of them. Yeah, well, they affect, you know, tide. Oh. I was like, oh, that's so smart. So I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. So then that way it could, I don't know, help the... And they're actually stations, too, that the Guardians of the Globe can work out of. So now they have these, like, base of operations, too, that they can be in, which is kind of neat. Or a base of operations for a robot to watch everyone and everything. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh. Oh, so yeah, that, that's when he offers him the, the, ear, the earpiece and just tells him, you know, you're going to come work for me, kid. And, um, you know, and at this point, nobody still knows that Mark's alive. Everyone yeah. still thinks he's dead. The only reason why Cecil knew is because he had that. He followed the signal from the teleportation. Yes, yeah. yes. And so, you know, then it... Shows Eve crying hysterically on the floor, and Nolan and Debbie just come back. Which is interesting. The house is a, is destroyed. Right. She flipped out. I mean, rightfully so. Well, the funny thing is, is, I was like, did this happen from 
Like Yeah, because but then you look, it shows the front of the house is fine. Oh yes. So I think it was just her. Just her. And maybe her powers just got completely out of control because she's emotional, right. like something. Yeah. So she's she tells them like Mark died and Debbie and Nolan are just absolutely yeah, shocked. They, they have just, no idea. They just got back. <laughs> they just got home. And then yeah, she tells them how it's on TV and um then you just get the Hey guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not dead. It was yeah. a clone. Yeah, and just all of them looking. It's just, you know, like, what happened? And, you know, Eve's mm-hmm. crying. And I like, but, I like how she's like, prove it. Prove it. But I want to know what he says. <laughs> like, what, do you, what do you think that he said to her? It's it's between him and her. I just got my powers back, baby. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, like wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> I know. So I was kind of like, oh, I wonder. I wonder what he said. Mm-hmm. But then it just, you know, keeps on going, talking about, like, Debbie and Nolan, how they're relieved. Um, and Mark, of course, just wants to talk to Eve. And so he just explains to him, hey, I'm going to be working for Cecil again. You know, this is what's going on. And she kind of talks to him about, like, is this a good idea? And he says, if, you know, compared to the alternative, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, he just got his powers. He's talking about, like, oh, up on the roof. Yeah, like, uh, I yeah. love that. They're sitting on the roof and he's talking about, I remember being right here on this <laughs> roof when I learned how to fly. It seems like so long ago. So I just jumped off the roof, and lucky for me, it, it worked. Yeah, and I really liked how he talked about this. Like, that's kind of how he's just been going in his life, just to jump in and not really, like, think about things. Yes, that's a great point that you bring that up, because that is a huge part of Mark's character. And we get that, you know, a couple times, even in this volume. He jumps. Right. He just jumps without thinking, you know, things through, because he's invincible. Nothing yeah. can stop him. Why not? I'm a But superhero. everything around him can can be damaged by that exactly. and he's kind of dealing with that yeah very, and it's and it's been a slow build up for him to like realize this and to have that maturity mm-hmm. and so i really like this part of his, of his character and so you know and then he really just talks to her and going forward i just don't want any more surprises this is what it is yeah. and then mark i'm pregnant and then, <laughs> and then his face <sighs> what'd you think well you know how i feel about that <laughs> i don't yeah. <laughs> well, real world, yes, but in in this universe, it's just I don't know. For for me, the whole having a family and everything, especially in this kind of comic, yeah. Just for me, I just find it very cheesy. And, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm you have to produce somehow, I guess, but <laughs> but. I actually wrote down, for the love of God, go on birth control. But then it's, <laughs> does it even work on superheroes? I don't know. But True. it was just, I feel like it was just so recent, like, and it's happening again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like she did. They just they, were pregnant. Yeah. Mm. Well, but I know it was again, a long time. Yeah. I again, know. these are yeah. several months apart for us. But again, you're right. And, oh, and yeah, and she got the abortion mm-hmm. while he was gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Fighting the Voltramite War, which was like, Volume 7. So, yeah, a couple volumes ago. So, yeah. I mean, I'm ex- I'm excited for it. <coughs> Excuse me, but Brittany, like you said, what's, I just find it so cheap. I mean, it's already, like, abortion, and, like, that's such a, a touchy subject in anything you talk about. And then to bring up that she's pregnant again, and I don't know. Right. I think it's cheesy, and it doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I... I I remember last time she had some problems with her powers. So I was like, oh, what's going to happen, you know, this time with that? And um, I just, I mean, 
I know Mark will will be excited. He was, I know, but I think poor Mark. Oh I my know. god, everything well, he does. Well, it's just something to... else to have to worry about oh, yeah. all the time. And it's going to bring an interesting dynamic to the series going forward now. Like, right. they already did the abortion thing. You know, things should be They're okay this time. They're probably not going to do it again. Yeah. yeah. But that means there's just going to be that much more, you know, pressure on Mark. And it's it's dangerous. Yes. He doesn't live an easy life. And like we just got done talking about, he he jumps into things. Right. So. And now his ability <laughs> That's to... That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and now his ability to, like, reason with things is going to be clouded by the thought of Eve, pregnant Eve, baby. Yeah. Like... Yep. Whole new dynamic. Yeah, this like changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, issue one hundred and one. So we're into the into the hundreds now. You guys are getting so close to catching up. Uh This starts off with I love this scene. This is kind of like what I was talking about earlier with Thrag. Uh, Basically, it starts with him, you know, yelling at the Vultramite, saying, "Your behavior is unacceptable. You disgust me." you refuse to procreate, talking to Anissa. Um, uh, you risk de- detection by meddling in uh, the events on Earth. You refuse to procreate with more than one human. So you got one who's in love with only one woman, one who's just like <laughs> in love with all the women, and he's, yeah. he's, 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 yeah, and he's trying to protect them all. And then Anissa, who's just like, I don't want to do this. She's like, fuck that. And I like their reasoning. Like, each of them, like, basically says, you know, like, Anissa's like, I have never wanted to produce offspring. Well, I like her reasoning, though, too. It's it's not the same as a man. Like, she's actually going to have to get pregnant and carry a baby. Oh, like, yes. it's much different than impregnating numerous people. Yeah. So, it's I, I get where she's coming from in that respect. Yep. I, I'm glad that they're, it's starting to turn the tables. Yeah. And they're doing it in a very smart way, you mm-hmm. know. And, you know, Thrag is, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Craig is basically saying, you know, uh, my mate was in danger. I couldn't bring myself to sacrifice any of them. Besides, I mean, if they die, then they can't produce. You know what I mean? So it's like, he's like, hey. And then the other one's basically like, you know. Uh, my, my girl was in a bad relationship. Bit, yeah. <laughs> it would really upset her if I, you know, was with another woman. Like, really? Yep. <laughs> Big bad. What's the correct way that we were corrected to say Vultramite? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Vultramite. Vultramite. I say Vultramite. Or no, it's Vultramite. Sorry. Vultramite. It okay. is Vultramite. See, I probably got you guys saying Vultramite, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't that's know it was it's, any it's, other it's, way. Yeah. It's, eh, it's, thanks, it's, Ryan. You're welcome. It's, it's Vultramite. Cool. It's Vultramite. V- really Vultramite in our world. Not V-U-L. V-I-L. Vultramite. I'm okay. trying to train myself off of saying it. No, it's no big deal. Uh, but yeah, for this guy to be like this big bad guy and just be like, I can only be with one woman. Yeah. She was hurt in the past. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. I, I just love that part where, you know, he's, uh, Thrag sits in the corner on his chair looking kind of pissed, like he's losing his, yeah. his own people. Yeah. And he's like, like, he just can't fathom the fact that these, his own men are like, he, he's looking at them like they're turning into like bugs. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I liked, uh, the scene with, you know, it kind of, we get the continuation of the scene on the roof and it's kind of like what you were talking about, Brittany, where they're just like. So, uh, we're going to have a baby, huh? Crazy, huh? And they kind of, like, take a moment, and they're like, oh, shit. (laughs) Um, and hey, like you said, uh, Brittany, 
Uh, Mark saying, how does this even happen? We're careful. We're not stupid. Condoms are like 99.9% effective, right? Oh. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I love Eve's response, you know. Yep. It's a, a super sperm. <laughs> it's so true, though. Like you said, you don't know if it works know. or not. So, I mean, I feel like I know he just got his powers back. So I was like, maybe it was like super sperm from when he got his powers back. Oh, so it's quick. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. But she kind of already knew, I guess. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. But then again, he was human. So I thought that was odd. I mean, maybe it's been a while since he's been without his powers, you know? So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're thinking of this way too much. We are. Uh, probably. That's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> In my head. No, Not just like it like, really matters. Well, if, if, if you knew me, you know I don't like children. So. <laughs> you don't like... Oh, God, no. You like children. No, I do. <laughs> but even just to say the word pregnant, ugh. I don't like it's it. It's not for you. So, it's no, not it's you. not for me. Yes. Well, like, well, at least we have two sides here. I mean, Liz, you have two kids. Exactly. So, we've got... We've and I got... love being pregnant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was it was good time. So, Mark and Eve walk in on <laughs> Nolan and Debbie making out. And, uh... I love his hand on her ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like takes the whole thing off. And they obviously figured it out because they've been together how long since they were back together? And oh, there's right. no other yeah. little invincibles running around it's, yet. Yeah, Mark so. is an only child, so yeah. they're doing something they're right. They're doing something right. Uh, Eve uses her powers to fix up the house because it was a mess from whatever she had done. And then, uh... uh you know, Immortal shows up to help, you know, and I like this moment where, you know, Immortal saying, you know, where do you need me? And Robot basically says, you know, Best Tiger and Pegasus are working on something else. You know, Kaboomerang is over there doing that. Uh, you know, Japan Droid is doing this and all that. And Immortal's like, what? How long have I been gone? <laughs> yeah. Like, because, you know, all these new members of the Guardians. And it was, again, another little, like, it's almost like Kirkman saying, like, hey, there's there's some new people yeah, you know, yeah. in town. Like you're you're kind of obsolete a little bit. Yeah. So Mark shows up to help along with Eve and Robot's not having it. He's like, Mark, like, why are you here? Yeah. Well he got pissed at him before. Once already, didn't he? Um, I think so. About something? I yeah, well they, they were in space and they were fighting, you know, he, Mark got in the fight with all of them. Um well, yeah, because basically Robot was just telling Mark that you're not a good guy. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, it's been I, ongoing. I like that he's using the giant robot suit to fight him. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn the next page and he just like punches him mm-hmm. right into the ground. Yep. And Cecil shows up, puts a stop to it. Right, because he's supposed to be there to help. Like, get mm-hmm. over yourself, Robot slash Rex. Yeah. Making you not like Rex again. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I really don't at this point. <laughs> So Cecil takes Mark away. Rex is still pissed off. You know, he's saying, you know, have you forgotten what he did? Um, and then we get Zandal kind of, you know, bulletproof slash invincible or whatever, who's freaking out on him. He's like, he made a mistake, okay? He did terrible things. You know, things happened because of that. People died. You don't think that it's hard on him? You don't think that he's spending every waking moment of his life, you know, ha- you know, thinking it, about thinking it, about it haunting, haunting him? him? Yeah, exactly. You know, it was a mistake. One, I'm sure he'd take back if he could. And... Everybody little, little is like, catharsis right there. Yeah, think <laughs> so. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think Xander was kind of projecting a little. Oh yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. 
But I mean, he's right. He's he's still right in the same respect of, you know, all of them have made mistakes that lead to people's deaths, and all you can do is atone for it, and that's mm-hmm. what he's trying to do. Yep. So I like what um, what you know, Mark and Cecil go to do next. I like uh, how he wanted to see Dinosaurus's body. Yeah, I thought that was really clever, especially just like what you brought up, Britt. How he kept Conquest yeah, alive. Yeah, I don't trust that skeevy little bastard. And and Mark being smart by saying that he marked the sixth vertebrae with his thumb. Yeah. You know, like so he, he can do. check to make sure this isn't another clone or another, you know, dummy. Like this is Dinosaurus and he is dead. And he just wanted to make sure. Um Yeah. So and I like that. Like I don't know remember if it was us that talked about it, um, or if it was an email or something. But right here, like Mark and Cecil never talked about what happened with Conquest. That's Because right. so much has happened. And there is, they do bring oh, it up. you yeah, did bring it up. up. Yeah. yeah. Still pisses me off. Yeah. And and it's just brush over, you know, they, because they bring it up. They bring it up here for a second here. And he's, and Mark says, like, you did with Conquest. And Cecil's like, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, if you knew that, you never mentioned it. And um, Mark says, it was during the Vultramite War. I killed them again. I never brought it up. I was keeping the Vultramites on Earth from you. It didn't seem right. I didn't see the point. Um... So, so much has happened. It's almost like Mark, kind of like us, was just kind of like, whatever. At this point, so much has been done. Conquest is dead. You know, so much has happened since then. He's thinking bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, Mark needs a favor from uh, Cecil, though, concerning, you know, Eve and, you know, introducing Sherry, the, like, nurse, I guess you'd call her. She looks like Storm to me, and she was wearing gloves, so oh, kind of was like, um, looks a little bit like that to me. Mm-hmm. What is, there's a name for this. She's for not what? a nurse. What is she called? She's a nurse for pregnant women. Uh, I'm a midwife, a doula. A midwife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think is it's it kind a of midwife. like a midwife? Yeah. So she's like the superhero midwife who uh, uh, uses her powers, which are x-ray vision, to be able to, you know, examine uh, Eve and check on the baby, and she's... Basically, she says that, oh, yeah, everything's okay, um, but you need to stop using your powers immediately. Yeah. In that moment when they look at each other like, oh, shit. Yep. I mean, she says that your powers um, uh, your powers could either fill your body with toxins that would affect your healthy development of your child or rob it of essential nutrients that would otherwise be passed to the baby. So, yeah, she doesn't have a choice. She She has to go without powers now, which Mark just did, so... Right, yeah, a nice little swap. And I like how she talks about, oh, there's a file on you, I, I've read it. And Eve's like, what are you talking about? And, oh, yeah. And she kind of, like, tells her about her own powers of, you know, how they work and how she intakes, mm-hmm. you know, when she intakes food or other things, like, that's how she turns or can use their molecules to turn stuff into different things. Yep. Like, So I thought that was cool to get, like, a little insight of how her powers actually work. Mm-hmm. And then we get a couple pages of um, <laughs> Cecil uh, talking to Nolan and Debbie on the moon. I love how angry Debbie is. She's like, won't even look at him. She's yelling at him. She's, mm-hmm. she well, she's hates always him. hated him. I know, so I really like it. Mm-hmm. It's like, get him, Debbie. Yeah, and like, uh, basically, like, right now, Nolan wants to stay, but he can't stay on Earth because of, you know, his past, what he's done, mm-hmm. who, you know, what he means to the, the Earth. And basically says that, you know, 
he has to stay on the moon. So they have this little moon base for him that, uh, that they're going to live at. And so him and Debbie are going to live up on the moon. Um, and uh, it cuts to uh, the final page of 101, which is Thrag. Standing, yeah, standing there watching them. So, kind of spying on them. Well, yeah, so you know a fight's coming. Mm-hmm. And then it covered issue 102, Thrag and Nolan fighting on the moon. Now, I thought this was really cool because this issue just straight up starts with Thrag flying through this glass dome in space and attacking Nolan. Like, it... Like, normally issues don't do that. Normally an issue would end and it'd be like, oh, a tease. Like, oh, he's watching him. Like, we saw right. that how many times with Angstrom and everything Exactly. Like yes, yes, yes. And yeah, mostly the way it ends isn't going to be the first scene that you see. Exactly. And this one just cut right to it. He's flying through. And I loved seeing Debbie. Like, she's suddenly getting pulled into the vacuum of space. Because um, we don't really see humans in danger too often in this. No. Especially Debbie. I mean, last time she was in danger was probably Angstrom, you know, when he mm-hmm. broke into the house, broke her arm and everything like that. Right. And But she still had Oliver at that point, too. Yeah. So yeah, baby Oliver. Of, yeah. So, the, uh... Yeah, her holding on for dear life so she doesn't get sucked out into space. hmm And I liked, uh, Nolan grabbing her and throwing her, um, beneath, uh, the closing door. Uh, yes. To, you know, get her to safety. Um... Just, yeah, her breathing and just, like, the blood all over her. And then there's the panel of, like, of her trying to get her breath, and there's a window in the back, and you can just still see Nolan and Thrag fighting. Mm Mm-hmm. So they take it outside. They start beating each other up. Now, you got to remember, at this point, Thrag knows that Nolan is the true heir of Argyll. Like, he's the heir to the throne. So what a freaking idiot to attack him. Like, just let it lie, you know? Like, why bring attention to anything? What's been going on in Thrag's life lately? All his, you know, lieutenants, all his, you know, people are he's starting to become control. more like Nolan. Yeah, he's losing control. He's right, but he's it's slipping. So he, uh, you know, he's he's doing what he thinks needs to be done. Maybe he's getting a little too hot headed. Maybe he wants to. He thinks he can just take him out. He knows he can kill him. Right. He's killed. He's practically killed him before. So he knows he's stronger. Like what purpose it would serve to kill him. Even other if people, than, even I if mean, people other did find out, rid of yeah, even if people air, did but... find out, then there would be no air. He'd still be able to lead. I don't know. Maybe he's scared. Maybe he's just scared of him. Yeah, I guess. But now, does this page uh, look familiar? You know, Thrag says, "You know, I need to tell you where you really come from." This is the famous, you know, speech. Speech. <laughs> yeah. We've gotten it several times now, uh, and the same, you know, similar panels of, you know, what's story play by play. Yep. And, uh, you know, him talking about Argo and basically telling him how he is the, the heir and, you know, how he's been covering, uh, covering it up and how he destroyed, you know, Viltrum and everything like that. And I love it because normally this goes on for several pages and this one gets cut right away by Nolan punching him and saying, I don't care. Right. Like, shut like, up. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if I'm the heir. I don't want to be the ruler of the Viltrumites. I have no desire to usurp you. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's happy with his life. Yeah, and, and Thrag says right here, he says, it doesn't matter. I can't have anybody else finding out. I can't have anyone standing between me and my legacy. You or your son. And he proceeds to beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, oh, and then, like, like Nolan's eyes get, eye gets popped out. I've like, noticed this, like, 
eyes all throughout this thing. Harriet, her eye popped out with the frying pan. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mark's eye. Mark's eye. No, Nolan's eye. So this one is an eye popper yep. of a hardcover. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, right around this time, uh, s- certain somebody's eye popped out in Walking Dead one hundred. Oh. So this is yeah. Kirkman definitely had a thing for eyes popping out yeah. right around this time. You're right. Um, so uh, right when it looks like Thrag's about to kill Nolan, somebody grabs his fists. And he turns around and who is it? Dun, dun, dun. All the Voltramites that I was kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, how yeah. did they know where he was? Like how did this happen? So mm-hmm. I was kind of like taken aback by this. Yeah. So they uh, Thrag basically says, you know, like he's weak. Look at him. He doesn't deserve this. You know, they 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 know that. Uh, uh, you know, the Viltrumites know that he is there at this point. They heard him saying it. Uh, and they basically attack Thrag. All of them beating the shit out of Thrag, saying that he will die. Right. Well, they couldn't believe that they did. lied to him. Mm-hmm. Or that Thrag lied to them. Like, you actually found the heir? Like, yeah. Yeah. Really? And they've been keeping it from him. He's been keeping it from them. Because they value that person just as much as Thrag does. And that's why he's scared. He knows that they'll they'll turn on him, which... They do. They turn on Thrag. They're about to kill him. And, right. And Nolan says, let him live. And I really, yeah, and I really like how they kind of call it out. It's like, it's not just because the leader is strong. It's because they're they're wise. Mm. You know, so mm-hmm. so Thrag, you're you're nothing. Yeah. You know, so it's, I did, I liked that part too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the, the image of them all kneeling on the moon with the sun in the background and Thrag floating very, very great. Very, very great. Very awesome page there. Yeah. So, and then uh, a time later, we've got uh, Nolan. All hail Emperor Nolan. Yep. Like, what? That's <laughs> sudden. Yeah. Wearing, you know, wearing the garb, wearing that big robe. And uh, I like Mark kind of standing amongst the Viltrumites like, <laughs> this is weird. This is so weird. <laughs> so, Nolan is now Emperor of the Viltrumites. Yeah. Pretty big I, deal. I wonder how this is really going to play out. Like, I... Yeah, like, my first thought was, how so, is Alan going to take this? Yeah, like, and, like, a few issues ago, we were all concerned that, you know, okay, all the Viltrumites are living on Earth amongst you, and then all of a sudden they're starting go, go, to become Here, I'm going to send you on a mission to figure out what they're up to. Yeah. AKA, hey, I'm the leader. Yeah. Just by our BTW, hey, Alan. Alan I'm, uh, I'm now their leader. Mm-hmm. So I'll be yeah. able to tell you everything that they're doing. It's a good thing. Yeah. But... I mean, I feel like Mark is going to, or Nolan is going to have, like, the same, I don't know, idea of, go ahead, go live amongst them, you know, you can recreate or procreate if you want, but Mm -hmm. I don't think he'll have the same objective as Thrag, but I don't think he's going to care if they... Yeah, live well, amongst them because he knows what he had mm-hmm. or has, so and he wants he, them to have I mean, it too. And he's the ruler; he could say, "Don't kill anybody." You know, right. like this is this is who we are now. Yeah. So, no, it's big. It's a big thing. I mean, like, uh, Mark talks about it a little, and you know, he goes back to the house and he explains it to Eve, and he's about he's talking about how weird it is, and how you know, he's he he even considers he's like part of me is thinking is he is is he an evil genius was this his plan all along <laughs> right how could he not though yeah and he's like he's he's like things are just moving he's so fast he's overwhelmed things are changing you know obviously he's pregnant and 
and he's and he says you know sometimes I think about how different things are you know it's hard to keep track of what's been going on and he know and he says I know things will never go back to how they were but sometimes I, I can't I, I think can't I just go back to high school when my dad was just my dad before I even had powers but then I realized that that was before I met you you're the one constant in my life Eve the thing I you know the thing I know will always be there at least I want you to always be there and uh, he's like, I'm screwing this up. I shouldn't be doing this now. You deserve way better. I don't even have a ring. And uh, yeah. So cute. So Mark then proposes. Then you see, yeah, p- pink little sparkles happening and poof. And Eve made a, the ring she always wanted. <laughs> and uh, she says she will. So Mark and I And I love their cheesy Eve. little smiles. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that was good. I mean, that was a good ending to it. And... A like, lot happened in that that issue, mm-hmm. and I feel like I I am I'm happy that they are they're going to have a kid they're getting engaged so they're, at least they're trying to have some sort of normalcy in the chaos mm-hmm. yeah because ultimately this made me think of you know Mark I can't believe you left me to run this planet. Yeah. Do you remember that from, like, issues ago? Like, he left... Who did he leave in charge? When he left um, to go fight the Viltrumite War. And that's when he came back and she had the abortion. Uh, she Yeah, no, no, no. There was some, something else. And um, it was a different dimension. I can't remember who, who he left now, but it would, like, tease that, you know, Mark left. And I felt like this was kind of like... A timeline that could have oh, happened. Oh, are you talking about back when Mark got stranded in that desert dimension and that, you know, and that the future Guardians of the Globe showed up and Eve said to him, like, uh, tell, tell me that you love me. Go back. When you go back, tell me that you love me. Because she grew up, she lived without him and it basically ruined her. Yeah, I, I, I have to, I'll have to look it up because there was something... Hmm. That he left someone in charge, and um, it was too much for him. Well, that was the King Immortal. Is that what I'm thinking? Yeah, when yeah. he goes to the future with yes. those two guys. Yeah, and he yes. says, and that's, you know, we talk about that issue a lot. That was the issue where he said, uh, Mark, are you still sick? You're smaller than I remember. Uh, are, what does he say? I'm trying to remember everything he says. He says, are you still sick? Um, I haven't seen you since you took your family and left Earth. He says... Um, you left me in charge. You were the leader of the Viltrumites, and you left me in charge. Right. So, so this all is these okay. Things, so yeah. So these are the as things. Brittany's like gears turning. Yes. So this is what I, I, was thinking, I was like. This. I was like everything's happening. Yep. So I was like, it's kind of like lining yeah. up with that. So that's what I. Yes, that's exactly what I was talking about. So I'm like, there is. There's going to be some stuff happening. So I was like, I kept thinking, well, no one's either now going to die. Yeah, like this leaves Mark. This leaves Mark in line. Yes. Yep, absolutely. So that was where my crazy brain was going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And it's fun because you guys are getting so close to catching up that I can almost talk freely with you. Like things are like, like, ah. They're right there. So uh, I love this issue, uh, how this issue starts. Issue 103, you know, the entire, you know, front cover, you know, is Angstrom Levy taking up the whole thing. Uh, it starts, you know, he starts off jogging, he's running, he's waving to his neighbors, he picks up the <laughs> newspaper, and he stretches and says, it's good to be back. 
Bam. Opens the door, talks to his little floating orb things, and he's like, uh, there's just something to be said about being back in your own home dimension. I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, but he puts the newspaper down, and it's, the newspaper is announcing that Invincible is in fact alive. Angstrom spits out, spits out of his coffee. So I love that start, because like we talked about, that was all he had. That was his goal. Look, and he was like, happy. He, like, yeah, he was happy. Let it know. Melon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it was pretty, pretty out there. But yeah, like he was, he was doing something productive. Mm-hmm. He was nice. Wave to his freaking neighbor. Like really. Yep. Just, just let it go. And then uh, we've got Rex sitting in his command chair on his flo- floating moon base. It's like the Death Star. And uh, he just looks like he's brooding, though. Like, he is. Look how angry he's listening he's... to the news report talking about how Invincible's alive, and we have, you know, him to thank for saving us and all this. And meanwhile, you know, Rex knows. He knows what he did. He hates that Mark is getting off scot free just because, you know, uh, you know, he knew what he did. He knew teaming up with Invincible and all that, and he's pissed. Right. So, Monster Girl shows up, and she's like, "Hey, you ready? We got to go out." You, you know. Uh, you know, and he's he flips out on her a little bit about how, you know, about Cecil letting Invincible get away with everything. And she says, is this about credit? You want people to know that you saved them? Because they don't say anything about Robot being the one that actually saved them. So right. you gotta think there's that, too. Oh, yeah. I like that she's calling him out on his mm-hmm. shit. I mean, of course, she knows him better than anybody. Yes. But... I mean, Rex says, no, that's not it at all. It's just not right. So... Next scene, we've got Mark and Eve laying in bed. Eve's looking at her ring, and then suddenly she freaks out. She realizes she used her powers. Yep. And she's preggers. She used her powers to make her ring. They call Sherry. I think it's Sherry. I think you said Sherry. Yeah. We'll call her Sherry. Yeah, it's Sherry. <laughs> so Sherry shows up, uses her x-ray vision, and says the baby's fine. It's okay. Uh, I'm glad you called me, you know, uh, and now I know for sure, but now I know for sure it will hurt your baby. Right. You like, know? you'll use up your energy source. Your body will use your baby for energy. Yeah. And... She essentially, yeah. She essentially says, if you use your powers, it, your body will absorb your baby. To, to, you know, because like you were talking about before. like That is such a gross way to put it. Yeah. That's what she said. And then you see, like, the, look at Mark and Eve's face. Like, finally sunk in. But yeah, no, that's nasty. That's... That's, that's their face after they, she tells them that. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, so now they know no matter what, like... None. Don't do it. Yeah. So that makes Eve, you know, extremely vulnerable, you know, as we come to find out. And uh, so we've got Thrag, you know, we're back on the moon base uh, of the Viltrumite ship, and Thrag is imprisoned there. And he's basically saying, you disgust me. You should kill me now. Let me offer you some advice. Kill me now. Uh, And... Prolonging the inevitable. Yeah, and Nolan's saying, like, no, this is, I'm, I'm going to show you a new way. I'm changing things. No. You know, it was the old way to kill the weak. This is not, this is not how I'm going to lead. Yeah. And so he's already changing things. He's already, you know. Because he has changed. Yeah. I finally believe it. I don't know. I just, I, just, I don't, I don't know. And where's Debbie? Debbie? Like, oh, she's probably living on the Voltramite ship. I don't know. Like, they haven't showed her yet since he became. You're right. So, um, Eve, Eve goes to William's house. She says she just wants to go and just talk to normal people and with, about having a normal conversation. And, 
I like how, um, because she says she's forbidden to use her powers, I like how she says that the drive took forever. Because yeah. <laughs> she's not used to driving. Well, I mean, just did... like that's how Mark felt. Yeah. Like, he couldn't fly, and mm-hmm. just everything was so different. So she has to experience it now, too. Which yeah. I like, because it kind of connects them in a different on a different level again. Yep. And then we get the reminder that Rick Sheridan is a robot. And she tells them that, you know... She, she's engaged, that they're, you know, Mark's no longer my boyfriend. So, yeah. I forgot that he was a robot, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. so did I. That was um, D.A. Sinclair. He was the one that was tested on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All those issues ago. So, we've got uh, um, Mark fighting uh, one of the Maulers, and... I was, I was confused. I was like... I thought they were dead. Which yeah, yeah. Which, they did die. First of all, I liked the Mahler twins, so That's I was funny. kind of excited to see them. Yep. Or no, they definitely them. die. Uh, this, I, I there are several instances in Invincible when characters don't actually die and they come back. This was, I think, my least favorite. Uh, it happened in one of the guarding, you know, guarding the globe um, issues, uh, a spinoff series, and it just felt a little too convenient. And it was just like, eh, all right. And it kind of took away from me a little bit of... Um, how they died because that was Oliver. That was right? when Oliver killed them. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how long ago that was. Oh, yeah. So I thought that was really impactful and a big deal. They basically played it off like the duplicate thing where he basically had another clone somewhere. And it was just like, eh, all right. Yeah, whatever. I guess. It works. I mean, yeah. that is what it is. Yep. And then the, you know, the guardians show up to put it into that. And I love Eve stuck in uh, traffic. Just so mad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But then she's happy. Yeah. I know. She knows why she's doing it. I know. I like her little conversation with her belly. You know, like, mm-hmm. you better be worth it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's showing her acceptance of it and being excited about it. Yeah. Uh, and then she gets home and she's attacked by Angstrom. Ugh. <laughs> I'm so mad. Why isn't mm-hmm. he dead yet? Mm-hmm. And at first he mistakes her for Debbie, you know? It's like... Oh, oh, yeah. Does yeah. he really? Yeah. Because that's, that's what happened last time. You know, he assumes that it was just going to be Debbie again. Um, <laughs> he basically calls her fat. Fucking asshole. Oh, yeah. Just die already. I know. He's like a little thicker oh, in, yeah. this, in this... <laughs> in this dimension. In this dimension. I was just like, yep. what a dick. Uh, the, I... Ugh. But no, he's, I think he's just... He's been on too long. He's been yeah. going too, too long. He's been going too long. Mark shows up. Angstrom immediately sends him into another dimension, just kind of instinctually. It just pisses me all off because it just it happens every time. Yeah. So. And then we're left, yeah, with like Eve crying on the floor, and Angstrom just saying, "Now where were we?" So I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh gosh," because mm-hmm. thinking about what he did to Debbie last time, and I'm yeah. just like, "And she's pregnant. And, and she she's pregnant. Can't, use... can't use her powers, so she can't defend herself." Mm-hmm. Crazy, and then yeah, just Mark. And again, back this isn't the same. same old like, oh, he's back in this dimension, stranded. Like, the other Marks were left there, so you get this, and you hear slush, slush, or something, <laughs> and you turn and and you turn the page. <laughs> so fucking disgusting. And it's like a cannibal version of one of those Invincibles eating the other Another, ones. Yeah. Oh yeah, he arrived just in time for dinner. It's like, oh good, so yeah. Gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I liked I liked that play but, on it. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Kind of it's... like re- you know you, you're reminded of what had happened and well, mm-hmm. shit they've been there for a long time, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Again, nothing nothing uh, really gets thrown away in Invincible. Everything nope. kind of comes back around. Yeah. 
But issue 104. I liked I liked the um the cover of this one mm-hmm. because it was weird though it showed Eve in her costume when she wasn't in her costume before. So I was like, oh yeah. I was yeah. like, what happened with that? But one of his little orbs, you can see her face and how she's just like crying and snots coming out of her nose and you know she's super scared. So something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to you know Invincible basically finding this zombie guy um, in this new dimension and he's just basically telling him you know this is what happened we were here for so long we got hungry and yeah. so we killed the bad one yeah and... I like how they're like <laughs> we never liked him like <laughs> the first one he <laughs> he deserved it yeah yeah so I kind of I then he goes through to that and then he kind of tells Mark well you look kind of fresh yeah I think you would be delicious I was not expecting any of this right Isn't at this all. a crazy turn well, yeah, and then, like, so Mark bakes, you know, punches him in the face, tells him to back off, and then the, I'm going to call him Zombie Invincible, he okay. just, like, he looks, like, freaking crazy, like, yeah. <laughs> game yeah. on! Yeah, like, he's gonna, excited. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> winner gets the meat. Like, yeah. like, yeah, like, gets the meat. like challenge accepted. <laughs> like, what just happened? So, I mean, it just goes through them, like, fighting, and, you know. And this is cool, because, like, last time we got to see these alternate dimension marks, it was chaos and so much was going on. He didn't really get to see Mark versus Mark. Yeah. You know? So this is the first time we ever really get to see that. Right. And, it, and his instinct too is like, he wants to help him. He's like, I can help you. Mm-hmm. You know, we just have to get back. And yeah. it's, the other guy just doesn't really no. care. No. And, been there too and he seems super strong. Like he's, oh, yeah. he's super fast. He's catching up with them. And, yeah, and it, he says that he says, um, uh, uh, I noticed we weren't really getting weaker when we got hungry. Weird. I think I'm weak from being stranded here. No. No, he says, uh, you're not, you're weak from not being stranded here. Yeah. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So the one that was stranded there, he's like, because I was stranded here, I'm strong. Exactly. I, I, I like that play. Yeah, and then crazy set in. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> exactly. A little too bored. I know. And then it goes back to... You know, the Grayson house and, you know, Eve just laying on the floor crying. And Angstrom's, like, looking through the fridge for something to eat. Like, mm-hmm. really? There's your turkey and provolone sandwich, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you, you see Eve kind of contemplate, like, using her powers. Yeah, she has her hand up and everything. Like, she's going to do it. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, gosh, no, 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 no. And then she decides not to. And then Angstrom turns around and is like, you do have powers. You're going to try something. You know, and says, my orbs let me see everything, you mm-hmm. know, stupid girl. And then he puts it all together of who she is. Yeah, because he's known from other dimensions. He realizes you're you're Adam Eve. And, like, I really like his conversation. Like, this was awesome. Yes, everything, like, and I, I, Britt, I agree with you to a point where it's like, he's he's kind of been this ongoing character, teasing, will he, won't he, does doing all this stuff. He comes, he goes, he comes, he goes. But, like, again, same with, like, the Desert Dimension. They're doing something different, and that's kind of what Invincible does. I mean, this whole conversation that they have while Mark is fighting this other dimension is brilliant. I love it. Oh, yeah. And and just the fact that he says that they're always intertwined and that Mark's been bad or a villain more times than he's actually been good mm-hmm. speaks to what kind of person he is and she should be, you know, concerned mm-hmm. about this. And he figures out that she's pregnant. He said, even when I was choking you, you didn't use your powers. Right. And he's like, so you must be pregnant. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I did. I thought this was such a good um, 
but yeah, like oh, him saying um, uh, a lot of the time, the, a lot of the reason why Mark went bad in those other dimensions was because of you, because you know you were hurt or you were killed, and he snapped. Right. So now I'm thinking, oh God, that's going to be his final revenge is killing Eve. Yeah. And making him go crazy. So I I was very anxious at this part of like, what is he going to freaking do to her? Mm-hmm. Um. And then, of course, it goes right back to, so it's like this flip-flop back and forth mm-hmm. to Mark on Mark. Yep. And, you know, them fighting. And um, all of a sudden, you know, see Mark go, huh? And then another alternate yeah, invincible we'll shows Mohawk up. Mark. Yeah, Mo- Mohawk. Mohawk. Mohawk comes along, and they kind of, like, team up. They're like, this guy's really bad, <laughs> um, so we should take him on together. And so they kind of agree to do that. And um, I like how he was like, you know, um, I'm going to be honest. I I helped kill the first guy. I ate him. <laughs> he was a jerk. We, we were starving. It was either him or us. Yeah, yeah. But now it's kind of like happening again. Now this guy is the ultimate jerk. It's just, yeah. they're just going to keep killing him off. And then we bounce back to um, Angsham and Eve talking more. And this is where, you know, Eve kind of calls Angstrom out, like, stop focusing so much on mm-hmm. Mark and realize what actually happened. Yeah, she says, he told me what happened. He told me how you ended up like this. And and Angstrom says, you mean how he interrupted my experiment, killing my other counterparts, erasing me from the multiverse? No, I want to hear his version. Right? Well, and I'm glad, you know, that he actually, like, allowed what, her to talk. And, and this is what I keep wanting to say every time he comes up, Britt, and, and you're like, why does he, you know, know, why is he doing this? Or why is he so obsessed with him? And I love that, again, He's Kirkman's in- basically saying, hey, he is an idiot. Mm-hmm. He is obsessive. He is, you know, wrong. Right, but as they point out, like... Things went crazy, so he couldn't see things clearly, or he's mm-hmm. getting all these memories from different... The other realities. Yeah, yeah, other realities. How do you keep it straight? How do you know what happened, what didn't happen? So I really like that she point, pointed that out. That he saved Mark. He Yeah, he made that choice. Like, mm-hmm. that deep down, you're a good guy, which you saw a glimpse of in the beginning as he's jogging and waving to his yeah. neighbor. Like, he's still there. Yeah. And I think that kind of, like, brought him back. And um, and she brings up Rex. Well, yeah, and she does it in a really cool way. She says, you killed my boyfriend. And he says, not yet, I haven't. And she's like, no, not Mark, my ex-boyfriend, Rex. Yeah. He was never the nicest guy, but he was a part of my life. Yeah, and, 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 and yeah, he was important to her. They grew up together. Like, and he took that away from her. Mm-hmm. Did she come after him? Did she hunt him down? Did she... No, she moved on. She created a life. She... She even said, like, the cheesy stuff. Oh, I lived every day to the fullest, you know, like... Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like how she's like, you know, no, I didn't do that because that would be stupid. I have better things to do. <laughs> like, like, fuck you, Angstrom. Like, right. get a life. And I think, uh, yeah, and that kind of, like, took him back. And you you see, like, he's speechless mm-hmm. for a and, minute. Yeah, she says, and when Mark gets back, uh, he's going to defeat you. Uh, and I'll get back to my life. And I'll have his baby. And we'll live happy, happily ever after. My reward, my reward for not focusing on revenge. Yeah, and, yeah. And Angstrom's like, oh, shit. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I really I really like that. And I was like, good for you, Eve. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I kind of was excited about that part. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, then we hop back to the Marks um, all fighting. And... Mohawk Mark finally gets a hold of Zombie Mark and is like destroying him. Yeah. And um, you know, 
real Mark pulls him off and is like, dude, just relax. It's over. It's over. Like, let it go. And then he turns around and he sees a little portal. Yep. So he takes it and he goes. And and right then Eve is like, no, you got to listen to me. Like, stop. Like, please don't attack him because obviously there's a portal for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, and I didn't understand that Angstrom opened up that portal right away. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh. How did, I don't know how it happened, but yeah. I just accepted it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then flying through comes Mohawk Mark and freaking just starts to annihilate Just Angstrom, wailing on him, yep. Who, who hears, like, remorseful Angstrom of, oh, man, you're mm-hmm. right. So this has happened now twice. First, you know, Mark talks to Dinosaurus and he realizes... You're right, yeah. It comes back. And now... So now we've got this theme of kind of realization and kind of repentance in a way where it's like... These are villains that have made up, have done these terrible things and are kind of come to terms with what they did and how, you know, and I don't know who says it. I, I think Mark said it when he was talking to dinosaurs that every villain uh, thinks they're doing the right thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. All the, yeah. And that's, and that's what is done here. That Like they, they're, they're and that's convinced. a great concept. I love that. And that's, that's been told in, you know, Superman with Lex and all this kind of stuff. Like it's, it's not a new concept that every villain thinks they're doing the right thing. But it's not often that, at least I have seen, where the villain kind of gets, you know, kind of realizes the other perspective yeah. and makes a change by it. Yeah, and so quickly. Mm-hmm. Or even, well, like, in the face of the person who makes them realize it. Usually it's, yeah. you know, you go back and you're like, think you, it was your idea, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. <laughs> but, um, you know, and it goes on to talk... Like, Angstrom actually has a conversation with Mark about how he lost his way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was so focused on revenge. And, you know, he is this magnificent person who could do so much. Like, he's got to stop and actually, like, go out and live his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and he that's where he then warns him and says, you know, Mark, you're not so wonderful yeah. over all these dimensions. I want to I read that. He says, yeah. you're dangerous, ruthless, evil in so many dimensions. I believe that says a lot about your nature. It should concern you. Yeah. And I like, like, then it shows a panel of Mark. Like his eyes, like, just kind of, like, Right, like, and you know he is. And he's, because he's thought about it before, because he's, like, when he killed somebody, you know, he's thinking of, was this right? Was this wrong? Mm -hmm. You know, kind of, like, questioning himself. So this, again, I think kind of brings him back of, what kind of person am I? Am I a hero? Am I a villain? You know, he's been struggling with this. Yeah. Um... And then does he apologize to Eve? I feel like not quite. I think um, Angstrom basically says, you know, that he's going to send Mohawk back to his own dimension, and uh, he earns whatever punishment awaits for me. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I can only one day, you know, hope to accomplish some good, you know. And he opens up the portal for Mohawk. <laughs> And Mohawk's like, you know, we, we know how to deal with your kind where I'm Screw from. you, you know what? Yeah, and he takes him through the portal. And you can see, like, Mark is upset about it, but when it comes... Yes. I know, but he's he's kind of, like, didn't want it to end that way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Mark's not necessarily satisfied with his ending. I mean, it... Well, because he doesn't know what happens. Yeah, and he doesn't... I mean, again, kind of coming, you know, taking a step back as, you know, readers of this book... Uh, Angstrom has been tormenting Mark for years of his life, and he keeps coming back. 
So, of course, Mark's going to be like, uh-uh, this mm-hmm. isn't done. I'm not just going to be like, oh, yeah, sure, okay, everything's fine. Right. We know people don't really die. They come mm-hmm. back or clones or this and that. And yep. he knows too much about him. He has the ability to come back. Mark doesn't like that loose end. So he calls up Robot. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she says, now what? And then Mark says, I have an idea. And then, yeah, Robot comes over. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of just like... <sighs> I, I don't really like that he called Robot. I mean, I feel like... <laughs> I mean, I already said last time, I kind of thought that he was upset that he was no longer a ruler and mm-hmm. predicted, like, something was going to happen with him. And, and after, we've got the hints already throughout We've got the this. hints. He's been angry. He's, like, just been hating on Mark. So, like, I saw this as his way to kind of, like, get in good with Mark. Yeah. Honestly, reading this month to month, all these like signs you're seeing of, you know, robots scheming something, I, Wasn't never, apparent. Re- I never really caught on. Yeah. I never really caught on. Maybe it was just me, but I, I didn't really get it. Like, I knew that he was upset. I thought he was just angry with Mark, but it never crossed my mind like that an something team. was going to be coming that, you know, right that, in the scale that did. So, yeah. Well, and then, like, I, I was kind of surprised how much the scales had turned because or reversed or whatever the freaking saying is but then like mark became the obsessive one i have to find him yes i'm like really like we just yes went through this and now he's like Mm -hmm. so that we 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 get a lot of that over the next couple issues here so issue 105 mark zooming across the ocean on the cover very superhero-esque looking cover very cool um it starts off with robot multitasking. Um, you know, he gets a call from Mark, and uh, he's you know he's still working on Mark's problem. He's still looking to. Uh, um, Amanda's looking pretty good. Just saying, what the green dress? Oh yeah, Amanda in the green dress. <laughs> oh, and you know I love Mark on the phone stopping this car um, with all these robbers like shooting at him and everything like that. I just love that. Um, yeah, this is. This I, is I like. I was like. I still make time for the little people. Yeah. <laughs> so, who wants to go to jail? None. None of you. Or who wants to stay out of jail? None of you. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Show of hands. But you're right. Uh, uh, Monster Girl shows up. They're going out on a date or something, and uh, he says, like, you know, he he swears he's not, you know, controlling drones in the field. He's just got the one that's helping Invincible, and um, you know they. Uh, they get ready to go out on a little date night. I I mean, young robot and monster girl were my favorite. Yes. Remember that when they were cute yeah. and mm-hmm. like talking about dating and he was like all on to phase two. And I just, I just miss those. Like the, those are really great days. I know. Well, but I mean, part of it, it was not taken away from us, but we didn't get to see them really develop yeah, a romantic was, relationship at all. It was over all. the, in the Flaxon dimension. Yeah. It was over thousands of years. So I feel like when we do see them together, it's it's not like a forced relationship, but it's just something that we, we know they have history now, like right. so much, and mm-hmm. there's just it's not that young innocence anymore. Now yeah. it's complicated. Exactly. <laughs> so um, Nolan decides to do something pretty drastic here. He decides to uh, let go, Thrag. Yeah, <laughs> let Thrag go. Okay. He says uh, he he's going to exile him. He says, "Don't come back." Uh, Go find, you know, some cold, distant place in the galaxy and live out your lives there. Leave. And he sends him away. 
I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Again, because we know he's just going to come back. That was a, yeah, like, what the hell? I mean, I get it. Well, I get what he's, he's trying to do, but man. loyal followers. Like, he, how could anyone not, especially when he's been, like, in charge yeah. of them for so long, like, how could he ha- not have people that are going to follow mm-hmm. him or, you know, stick up for him? Mm-hmm. So I just feel like he's going to... He's too strong and too powerful to be let go. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, Mark's building the crib for the baby and him and Eve get in this discussion about how um, Mark needs to stop, you know, uh, stressing over Angstrom. He needs to stop thinking about it. And uh, that's it. I'm just laughing at her, like, trying to build the crib, you know, like. Yeah, and, you know, she's basically telling him, like, stop doing, like, stop obsessing over it. Our life is moving forward. Yeah, and and she says, you know, if he comes back, we'll deal with it. Focusing on this, obsessing over him, making him pay for what he's done, it's just a distraction. You know, and there's too much going on with the baby and everything like that. And um, she basically says, just don't do it and finish my crib. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alan uh, then gets the... Uh, <laughs> I like how it says, like, 20 minutes ago, you know, Greg says that, you know, is talking to Alan, and then it says, now... And he's, Alan, flipping out that, you know, no one let Thrag go. Yeah. Yeah. I would be pissed, Obviously. Like, and Alan says, I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to show the Viltrumites, you know, uh, by letting him go. I just don't like the idea of him being out there. So. It's a big. Alan shares our concern. Loose, open, end of doom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Back to Robot and Monster Girl on their date. And, uh, Robot is kind of distant. He's, you know, he's unhappy. He's, he, he even says he's like, uh, um, he was in charge of all of it when they were in the, in the Flaxon dimension. Uh, the people, the social requirements, he's like, they ruled over an entire world. People worshipped him. Uh, what does he say? I was someone important and now I'm not. And then he gets brought the wrong meal. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love how he gets brought the wrong meal. That's that's how unimportant mm-hmm. he is. You yeah. know, like... Yeah, everything's just kind of stacked against him. And it's it's been a hard transition for him to go from that to not getting any of the credit. And it's interesting because, I mean, he says that he doesn't want credit. He says he doesn't need that and everything like that. But he doesn't like not... I think it's more of a control thing. It is. He doesn't want, he doesn't want to be doesn't recognized care. for it. He just he needs, wants to... Needs, control yes yeah absolutely and it's you know that's what he tells me on it's just like he's not happy anymore like he's not happy at his role or what he's doing on the planet and he's just mm-hmm. i don't know you can just see that something's really going wrong yep so uh mark gets a call from cecil he goes to stop a villain gridlock is his name which is a villain that uh Nolan actually fights early on, um, and the name came up because, you know, fighting gridlock means that you're stuck in traffic. Yeah. So it was taken, like, I think it was Kirkman. They, they talk about it in the back of the hardcover. It's a cool story. Um, but I like, you know, Nolan shows up, and they go have this chat on the moon. And I love this conversation. This is one of my favorite panels here is them just kind of talking, you know, like father to son about, um, well, he basically he tells them. yeah. He tells them that, they're having a baby. Yeah. And Nolan says, you know, congratulations, that's great news. And Mark's just saying, is there anything you can t- 
tell me to help me. I'm scared. I'm, I know I'm, I feel like I'm going to mess this up. Um, weren't you scared? Um, you know, and it's a great conversation between the two of them. Well, and I just love how he confesses, you know, I've been scared every day of my life. Yes. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. and the fact that he can now admit that because before he was saying there was no emotion, like he was beating his son to death. Mm-hmm. You meant nothing to me. You, yeah, you mean yeah. nothing to me. Exactly. That's why I still don't trust him <laughs> as a leader. He didn't kill him. No. Yeah. But I get you. I, I, mm-hmm. I feel, I mean, it's always best to be on the defense rather than be all on somebody's team. <laughs> mm-hmm. So issue 106. Uh, I like them arm wrestling on the cover of this. It's fun mm-hmm. cover. But it starts off with the return of Battle Beast. Yeah. He's back and he's continuing his, uh, his search for someone strong <laughs> enough. Yes, I know. I was so excited to see him. And he's just like crushing people. Mm-hmm. Like, And uh, he leaves uh, because um, uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, Space Racer's with him. Yes, yes. And uh, I like how he kind of takes on a, a little girlfriend. I know. Please take me with you. Like, yeah. really? <laughs> and he's like, okay. The Space Racer's face is just like, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's back into the mix. Uh, Mark and Eve go to visit Nolan and Debbie on the Moon House base, whatever. And uh, it comes up that they're pregnant. And Debbie is uh, is like... She's I mean, hot and cold. Hot yeah, and it's like, you're pregnant? <laughs> Wait, you didn't tell me? You told your dad? Like, there's this whole... <laughs> Mix and Slow forth. progression and of her face. And then Cecil knows. She hates the fact that Cecil knows. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I like that. They get that little, that moment together. Um, and then there's Doc Seismic. So Doc Seismic is, uh, has returned. He's uh, down below the surface and he's, you know, kind of calling out to his magma knights, uh, these minions that he has. And he gets attacked by lava. So more on that soon. Right. That sounds like, what? I- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a big question for me. Yep. Uh, then Monster Girl is walking through the you know the moon base of the Guardians, and uh, she's walking through. She's you know she's going to see Rex. Yeah, she's on her way to see Rex, and he comes out of a secret room, and uh, he, he she says I had no idea there was a secret room there, and he's like you weren't supposed to. It was a secret playfully yeah and he's like don't forget i built this space station i've got secret rooms all over the place so it's just like another little again didn't really think much of it when reading it month to month i know well it too how they played off with his his little face yeah Yeah. so that's like we can do anything we want in these secret rooms Mm -hmm. but yeah um, but, you know, back to Mark and Eve on, on the moon with Nolan and they're having their little family dinner. And, uh, I love how it comes up, like talking about how strong, you know, Mark and Nolan <laughs> start talking about how strong they are and they decide to arm wrestle. Like nothing more like childish yeah. than an arm wrestle. Like I remember doing that in middle school. Like yeah. I love Debbie's face and she's just like, oh God. And Eve is like, is this really happening right now? <laughs> and the best part is, uh, what is it? I, don't they mention the costumes? Like, where is it? I thought they said something about how they even had to put the costumes on or something. Oh, no, I don't... I'm sure you're right, but I just don't know where it is. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just thinking to myself how funny it was. Uh, how they had to get in... They had to get in they costume. They had to get in costume. For, a, uh, for an arm wrestling match. 
but they're uh, they're pretty evenly matched, and it looks like Mark might even be able to win. But then you see Mark glance up, and Anissa is spying on them, so she's kind of watching, and uh, you see Mark kind of let it go for a second, and then Nolan slams his arm through the table. So Mark let uh, Nolan win, and he says to Nolan, he's like, is your leadership of the Viltrumites dependent on you being the strongest? And um, Nolan's like, no, no, that was the old way. Why? And Mark's like, no, I was just curious. Yeah. So, so he kind of lets him know all that. I really yeah. didn't put two and two together. Yeah, like he, Mark was concerned that he didn't want to right. be stronger than his dad. because I then just thought she might. was just spying on him. Yeah, I think it's maybe a little bit of both. So um, Doc Seismic is like being tortured. Lava is being poured over his face. And they're basically transforming him. They're turning him into something different. You were chosen. You were chosen. Yes. Yep. So back on Telescria, we've got um, Battle Beast, and he has a meeting with Alan. And what is uh, what is the mission that Alan gives to Battle Beast? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Go find Thrag. Yep. So yes, Thrag, like ultimate battle. Right. Well, so kind of. Battle Beast has been some. searching for someone. Like to match his strength, and now we're trying. We're we're going to pit these two against I each other. I cannot wait to That'll see be. that blood bath, gory show. I cannot yep. wait. Yep, it's exciting. And I love I love the grimace on Battle yeah, face. Yeah, he's like, just like smiles. He's yeah. like yeah, so happy. <laughs> so, two more issues left in volume nine. Issue one oh seven. Um, the cover is Amanda. Kneeling yeah. down uh, with her son, Monax, uh, still imprisoned. Really cool cover. I like that one a lot. But it starts with um, uh, Volcanica, who's transformed Doc Seismic um, into this new lava creature kind of thing. Basically saying that, you know, you know, that he, that, you know, he can control the earth, you know, and... Uh, He's just become more powerful. So he's he went from this old, frail man with these, you know, wrist, um, you know, machines that allowed him to control the earth to this lava creature. Neat transition for this character who was essentially one of Mark's first villains right. in the very beginning. So, yeah, basically calling him the king of the underworld. So, um, we Amanda gets uh, uh, goes to the Pentagon... Oh yeah, and she, uh, she she talks to um, not Cecil, but that robot. Monax. Oh no, ro- the robot. Um, Donald. Yes, Donald. Yeah, she talks to Donald and convinces him to let her speak with Monax. Right, and I like that she went around Cecil. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, she, you see, and the first response from Monax is "Hello, father." So <laughs> weird. Yeah. I know. I know. I was like, oh. Can't you just be like... It's so weird. I love it, it though. Is, it's it cool. is. And I like, you know, they have a really good conversation. Starts out of, you know, she was surprised he was even talking to her at this point. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he just kind of tells her how he's deduced that she didn't know about him. Mm-hmm. But you'd be a but fool to believe... That Rex didn't. That Rex didn't. Because mm-hmm. I watched my mother, you know, get murdered in front of me. You know, I've been hunted, I've been moved around, I've been kept a secret, like, but 
Rex and his people have always been hunting me. Yeah, and he's basically he basically lays it out that Rex is a bad, you know, a bad person. And he says, like, where he went, the things he did, is that something you really come back from? And yeah. Amanda's like, I've had enough. This conversation is over. And she walks away. Well, because she, yeah. Uh, like, and she thinks she knows him so well. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I can't believe he kept that part a secret. Mm-hmm. And it's still a secret. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. So, mm. uh, the, you know, Doc Seismic and Vakanica are attacking. And Robot calls Monster Girl into action. Yeah. Very cool shot of her transforming and coming through to this two-page splash of all the Guardians fighting these creatures. And <laughs> I like that her outfit is like tidy whities or like <laughs> or her leotard. Her leotard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, you still got a cute butt for a boy. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh uh, yeah, then Invincible comes to help out. Yep, Invincible comes to help, and he finds out that it's Doc Seismic and. Uh, Basically, you know, they fight, uh, and there's this giant creature, and then someone flies through the creature's mouth, killing it, and it's uh, um, Anissa. So the uh, Volcanica and Doc Seismic retreat, they go away, and uh, Mark goes after Anissa and finds her flying up in the sky. And, you know, she said that, you know, Mark says to her, he's like, I saw you spying on my father. What were you doing? And she's like, I wasn't. I was watching you. Uh, sure. And she super speeds into him and kisses him. Yep. He's like, not cool. Yeah, but then, but then she basically calls out, you didn't resist. Yeah. yeah, but does she know that he has the genes of the... She has to. She knows Mark oh, yeah, knows the uh, father. So, so you're right. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's... That just... mm-hmm. That's another mm-hmm. motive. Well, remember, she did not want to procreate. She hated, she doesn't like the idea of humans. She doesn't like that. Well, Mark's not human Exactly. Exactly. So maybe that's, that might explain why she's interested in him. Yeah. So, um, back at the house, uh, Mark is still struggling with angstrom. He doesn't tell Eve about Anissa. Um, but, you know, he's still struggling with the fact that, you know, angstrom levy is still out there and he could strike at any moment. Uh, he, he, yeah, he talks about how he's killed him once before and he found a way to live. He's got the resources and, uh, it's not over. Like, yeah. And Eve basically says, you know, just let it go for me. I see you go down the same road he did. Don't let this drive you crazy. So again, I was talking about how. Angstrom just needed an Eve. That's all. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, and you know, Volcanica and Doc Seismic talk about how they'll be ready next time. They're gearing up for another fight. And um, then the, the, the issue ends with Mark getting a phone call, waking up in the middle of the night, um, and it's Robot on the other line. And he says, the portal's ready. We can go. Yeah. So, so the, just when he told Eve, basically, that he's going to let it go. Yeah. He got the call. He, got the he can go to Angstrom. He can find him and stop this. So just let it go. So the let final issue, issue 108, final issue of Ultimate Collection Volume 9. This is a big one. So the cover, crazy cover. We got Mohawk Invincible standing there with a bloody 
uh, chained, chained up, up angstrom. angstrom. Yeah. And in the lower corner, we've got Mark and Robot charging in. So, uh, the issue starts with, you know, them getting ready to leave and Eve basically trying one last time to convince Mark not to go. You know, she's basically, she's saying, you know, I'm pregnant. We're starting a family. Have you forgotten that? I'm scared. I'm going to lose you. Um, and Mark's like, that's all I'm thinking about. All I think about is you and our children. I can't, you know, this this could destroy our family. Like, we can't let him be they this They both loose have end. such valid points. They do. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. And it's hard to know which one is the best yeah. choice. And, uh, and I like, oh, man, this is such a rough fight. Because Mark says, like, you've never dealt with anything on the same scale as I do every single day. And he's like, what? And Mark's like, you didn't fight wars on alien planets. You don't deal with maniacs from other dimensions. You didn't face, you know... Uh, you don't face a lot of world-threatening foes. I can see how something like this would scare you. And he's like, bullshit. I fought Conquest. I fought the Sequids. Um, it's a case of you being obsessed and being blinded by that. And Mark's screaming at her at this point, saying, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with keeping you safe. I'm obsessed with stopping the people that want to kill you. I mean, I promise you, you'll thank me for doing this when I'm done. You'll see. And he says, he, he and, and he's yelling at her, saying, what has gotten into you? Is this hormones? Uh-huh. And she fucking slaps him. I know. I loved it because there's nothing that you should do. <laughs> I wrote on here, I'd slap his face too for saying that. Oh, man. Well, that's like, I don't know if I'd even, never mind, I won't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, don't be so sure about, you know, about being thankful for him doing this. Yeah. Have so, fun. Yeah. Bye, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. So she walks out. Robot's like, uh, she's not happy about this, huh? Mark's like, you always were the genius. I mean, you can tell there's like this kind of animosity between them a little bit. Things are a little off, but they they say, all right, let's go. And they go to step through the portal and you see this and you see Mark kind of standing there looking down like kind of one last instant where he's kind of considering it. And they step through the portal and, you know, they're in space and they look over. And there are, there's a whole fleet of Viltrumite ships. Oh, yeah. That, that was kind of like a oh shit moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not so good. Yep. So they fly down to the Earth's surface and someone behind them says, face me. And they turn around and it's conquest. Which is awesome. And I was like, really? But mm-hmm. I mean, it made sense. It's yeah. a different dimension. I was yep. like... Here we go. All the, this can be all different people. There can be all different, you know, people who are dead could be alive. People who are alive could be dead. This is completely different dimension here. But I like that he still had his, like, mechanic arm. Yep. Yeah. And um, uh, so they follow, you know, he, they follow Conquest back to the Pentagon, which uh, seems to be the, 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 you know, the headquarters for the Mohawk Invincible. Yeah. And they, uh, Conquest shows him to the room in which Mark is. And it's, you know, Mohawk Mark surrounded by... Mohawk Mohawkies. <laughs> which are all from different dimensions. And, um, you yeah, know, I, I like how it. Mohawk Mark pulls him close <laughs> and he's like, I lost someone close to us. I'm sure you know who. It's hard to fill that void. Again, kind of reminding you, like, hey, if Mark ever lose Eve, he, he could snap too. Um... But yeah, I uh, I like how he's he's like talking to him like all relaxed and everything. He's saying, you know, um, uh, he's got 
Angstum trap or uh, Angstum locked up, and Mark is saying that, hey, I know how dangerous Angstrom is. I can't leave that in play. I have to know what you've done with him. And uh, he takes him to him. Yeah, Mohawk Mark takes him to him. And and Angstrom is just chained up. It looks like they're running tests on him. And, like, uh, you know, he he's basically, like, he's been refusing to use his teleportation abilities. And they've tried to cut it out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, until they succeed, and, they yeah. keep going. Yeah, so they haven't figured out how to get his abilities, and they're saying that they're going to keep experimenting on him. And Mark is just shocked. And Mohawk Mark's like, I don't... Why are you so shocked? You right. came here to kill him, didn't you? And Mark's like, I wasn't going to torture him. Right, yes. So, um, again, we get more conversation about, you know, when Mohawk Mark was stranded in the desert with all those other Marks. They, he says that they talked about what turned us. A few of us, our fathers raised us to take over. The rest, there was something that, you know, opened our eyes to who we really were. I'm guessing that hasn't happened to you yet. You haven't yet realized how different you are from these people, the people of this planet. And, uh, you know, uh, we get this shot, you know, this, this panel of robot kind of looking, like watching, like listening to what they're saying. And then you turn the page... And this is when it begins. So, what were you thinking at this point? Did you know, like, this this was it? Because it's kind of been heading to it? Or I mean, once I saw this page, yes. Like, I didn't know or have any inkling that, like, something was going to happen at this point. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. So then when I turned this page and saw that, and just, like, robot stance, oh my gosh, I was like... He's I, he's killing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's killing them. Him saying, "I'm I'm really sorry, but I see now that I have to do this." Yeah. He he vaporizes the the scientists. He shoots this like ball down the throat of Mohawk Mark, and it's saying that it's just, it, it, you know burrowing into your esophagus, and he's saying that his insides were weak, and he basically blows up this Mark from the inside. I thought I thought that was nuts, and just the artwork of his throat expanding was mm-hmm. awesome. It was so good, and there go the eyes. Yeah, yeah. so there's the fourth time. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting any of that. And Mark's like saying why, and he's like in a second, first Angstrom, and then he goes and cuts off Angstrom's head. I I was like, I was just like in shock, like mm-hmm. what's happening? Yeah, and I was like, here it is, like Rex has definitely decided, like. This is my path. Yep. And the fact that, like, he was so mad about all the people that Mark killed and this and that. Well, now he's doing the same thing again. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you can't... Well, he's saying, he's saying, you know, uh, uh, he says, you know, that he's using that sonic pulse, a very low level and audible um, sound that, you know, is, you know, basically rendering him, rendering him in, you know, immobile. You know, it's... You know, it disrupts his inner ear function, Mark's inner ear function, and um, you know, so he couldn't fly or anything like that. And he says, uh, he says to Mark, you know, do you think I'm that stupid? You know, you've known me for too long, like for too long to think that. We have a long history together. I know this is probably really confusing right now. Let's just leave it at. I learned a lot in my, you know, in my life in the Flaxon dimension, a lot about myself. Monster Girl and I were there a lot longer than we let on. Because they don't know. Nobody right. knows. Mm-hmm. That's right. If, yeah. And uh, uh, he says, I was concerned that people might, you know, grow suspicious if they knew the truth. Simply put, I have big plans and you simply don't fit into them. 
I was worried I'd have to kill you, but I don't want to have to do that. Leaving you here seems like a better option because you'll never allow me to do what I have to do. It's funny though, uh, as it as against what you were doing with dinosaurs, I was mostly it was mostly because it conflicted with my plans. It really was the most forward thinking you've ever been, and it impressed me. You know, we could have made you could have been a good ally, but seeing your potential here, you know, only one of us can rule. So when the portal he says when the portal closes, uh, the the signal will cease, so he'll be able to get around. You know, there should be you should have plenty of time to figure something out. You know, but you should hurry. Yeah. And he steps through the portal. Mark is, you know, sitting there and he looks around at, you know, the Mohawk Mark who's dead, Angstrom whose head's cut off, and the dead scientist, and he just says, Holy fuck. Right. Oh my gosh. I I, I echoed his sentiment. Like mm-hmm. I just like didn't even know what just happened. So what what's Robot's big plan? Like he's saying that Mark is gonna interfere, but he also says that like him and Dinosaurus were on to something. Right. So, like, we obviously know he wants to be a ruler of some sort. Um, He knows that Mark would somehow get in the way, so he's got to get rid of him. Mm -hmm. So now I'm stuck thinking that... What did did Amanda say, or um, her son said? Just something about... How he wants everyone to follow him and worship him. So it just, whatever he's going to do, he's going to do something bad and then make himself the savior. Yeah. Like to be able to like fix the problem. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So then people are going to like start depending on him and needing him Mm kind of thing. Because like you said, he doesn't want to be in the spotlight. He doesn't want the glory. He just wants the world to be a certain way. Yeah. And he'll do whatever needs to be done to make it that way. And I like that he said, or he acknowledged, like, your potential here. Like, he knows that Mark can be a good leader, mm-hmm. and he he eventually could get there, but it's just not the way that he sees it. So, yeah. so screw you. So he just left Mark in another dimension. Yeah. Eve and him were fighting they about this. They were just this. fighting. They mm-hmm. left. I know. He, if he so, would have just freaking listened. So Mark is trapped in another dimension with... Surrounded by dead bodies. And he can't get back with, because Angstrom's d- gone. Well, that's what I was focusing on. I wasn't even focusing on, like, what Robot's well, plans were. I was like, how is Mark going to get back? Yep. And there's a conquest on the other side of that door. You know, what's Robot going to tell everybody when he gets back? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen with Eve? Eve's pregnant right now. Like, She's going to have this family without him. Like, so, just what she didn't want in the first place. Mm-hmm. So... I, I have yeah. my suspicions. What are they? I think that Monster Girl's son's going to come into play. Monax? Yeah. yeah. He's a cool character. I like him. I know. I hope he, like, freaking fucks Robot. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to help Mark come mm-hmm. back, and that's my guess. And, and, oh, that's a good and Well, Angstrom Levy obviously can't send him back. He's not really dead. Yeah. There's going to be another one and another. <laughs> well, there's not. I will I tell you, I will destroyed. say this. There is not another Angstrom, because they yeah, made a point done. to say yeah. that. Yeah. There are none left. Yes. So, no, I, I remember. So yeah. Mark's going to have to find another way back. Which I think will be. Have Monax? to do with him. We'll have to do with Monax, you think? Yeah. That's what I think. I have no idea how he's going to get back. Like, none. That's really cool. That uh, Conquest, you know, volume, you know, six of Invincible. Um, I think it was. No, uh, yeah, volume six of the hardcover was one of my favorite. Volume 10 is right up there. 
It's insane. There's some really, really great issues. And I mean, volume nine set up a lot of really amazing stories and um, it was really good. I mean, we had issue 100 and everything in there, but really excited for you both to read volume 10. And after volume 10, there's essentially in a, a volume 11, but it's not out yet. That's how close oh. you are to being caught up. There's enough issues to fill a volume 11. It's out in like two months or whatever. So after volume 10, you'll essentially read volume 11, whether it be in the hardcover if it comes out by then, or I'll give you the issues or you read it digitally um, uh, or what, but uh, you're almost caught up. That's awesome. You're so close. And uh, soon we'll get to talk about, you know, new issues about, you know, uh, what's currently going on and you're going to be all caught up for the end. That's you know? cool. It only took us, you know, a little over a year. Yeah. Well, you guys started um, uh, two months after we started the podcast. Okay. So you're going to, it's going to be about a year, yeah. wow. you know, since, uh, since you started. It's going by quick. Um, but very exciting. So uh, thank you everybody for listening. This might be our longest new reader, but that's okay. We're there's a longer lot. and longer. We are getting longer and longer. There's more to talk about. Um, it, was, it was issue 100. Yeah, <laughs> which was a bigger issue. Um, so everybody, thank you for listening. Um, we appreciate you for listening. Thank you uh, again. And if you would like to email us, remember you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I post all the episodes on YouTube now, just the audio versions of them. So you can check them out there if you prefer that. Um, and thank you again, Liz, for listening. Thank you. And Brittany. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And uh, we'll see you around. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.